Hey, listen up. Before the weather changes, get new windows in your home and save possibly hundreds on your energy bill. Call the window replacement hotline right now and take advantage of their special savings event. Get your leaky, drafty windows replaced with energy-efficient, beautiful, virtually maintenance-free windows at this year's rock-bottom prices. Our prices are so low, we don't want to scare the competition. The only way to hear about our window savings is to call. Yes, you must call our special toll-free number for the best window replacement prices in town. Get your new windows, patio doors, and more from the window replacement hotline. Get ready for the change in weather. Save on your energy bills. Call right now for tremendous prices on new windows and beautify your home. Call the window replacement hotline now. 800-685-2080-800-685-2080-800-685-2080. That's 800-685-2080. Welcome to another live edition of Titillating Sports. I am your humble host, Rick Tittle, coming to you from the downtown San Francisco studios of the Sports Byline USA Broadcast Network. Nice to have you with us, wherever you are listening in this great land of ours and, okay, foreign lands. How do I get to foreign lands? Contraband. Well, first of all, American Forces Radio Networks and... 177 countries, Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, Coast Guard, National Guard, Space Force, Delta Force. If you represent our military, I'm on your side. You're doing a great job. Hope you uh, stay safe and uh, come home soon. Also, want to uh, give a uh, shout out to everyone listening on the website, sportsbyline.com. You can always go there and listen live. WWW worldwide (laughs) as well. Go to sportsbyline.com uh, for all your uh, sports needs. Also, the uh, apropos applications, including TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, and the Stitcher app. I am on twitch.tv <clears throat> as we speak. Just look for uh, Sports Byline USA, and there I is, there I be. And uh, also, if you want to uh, listen on your television set, there's CRN Digital Plus 2, the cable radio network, Channel 2. Got a lot of guests today. When don't I? Jason Muse, remember him? Jay from the Jay and Silent Bob movies. He's coming up after a break. We got the world-renowned dog handling coach Jody Davidson from Discovery Plus. We have the New Yorker uh, cartoonist Hillary Campbell. We have Dana Gould, my man. We have Dan Shaughnessy, the Boston Globe uh, sports writing legend in that area. He has a new book. We have Simon Holden talking golf. We have a couple of directors about the Showtime Kevin Garnett special called Anything is Possible, as is this show. Anything is possible. You never know who's coming out of the woodwork, and we'll do it together. 1-800-878-PLAY is the number to call. 1-800-878-7529. 
velvety paper feel, exquisite colors, the stunning scale of a massive storefront banner. At Staples, we sweat the details and quality of every print project. It's what we call our print big promise. We're not only committed to getting your print job right, we're committed to treating your small business like a big deal, to bringing your ideas to life and giving you guidance from start to finish. Stop by Staples today and try our print big promise. You'll be glad you did. Staples, where small business prints big. When you want to protect your IRA or 401k, don't trust it to just anyone's hands. It's your money. You earned it, and you deserve the best protection available. That's where Augusta Precious Metals comes in. We've provided gold and silver IRAs to thousands of Americans, including Joe Montana himself, the Hall of Fame quarterback. Augusta is trusted by all these people because we have a simple process requiring little more than a phone call to book an appointment for a one-on-one web conference on the benefits of buying gold inside your IRA. Our objective, to educate you on the economy and on the way Americans are using gold as an important part of their wealth protection plans. So do what Joe Montana did. Protect your IRA with gold and silver. Call Augusta Precious Metals right now. 800-251-0427. That's 800-251-0427. Do you own an annuity, either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-760-1845-800-760-1845-800-760-1845. That's 800-760-1845. There's confusion about how to protect yourself from COVID. One thing is certain, whether you're vaccinated or not, you need an accurate thermometer to check for fever, the leading sign of flu and COVID. Be vigilant and contact your medical provider at the first sign of fever. Don't rely on non-contact thermometers that have no scientific studies. Only the Exergen Temporal Scanner Thermometer has been proven accurate in more than 100 clinical studies. Learn more at exergen.com. Titillating Sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a genius, the best show ever. He's so wonderful, genius, the best show ever. He's so wonderful, titillating sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a he's so handsome, he's a genius. All right, hey, thanks for that, and welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you coast-to-coast coast, around the world on American Forces Radio Network. You know we love when we get the uh, comedians in, and uh, we got the dual threat, the comedian and actor Jason Mewes with us right now, and he's going to be at uh, Raleigh Goodnights. He's going to start with the uh, show's uh, tomorrow night. Jason, welcome to the show, man. And, and, and for you, I know the pandec- pandemic isn't officially over, but uh, during like the lockdown of last year, did you... 
Did you learn to play the flute? Did you learn Bulgarian? Uh, what did you get up to? <laughs> uh, nothing exciting like that, man. I wish I did. Uh, it's funny because I actually, I, I, in high school, I'm elementary school, I played saxophone. Um, right before the pandemic, I went and bought a saxophone because I'm like, I'm going to try it again. <laughs> um, and when you don't play an instrument for many, many years, for me personally, anyway, I couldn't, I didn't catch right on. So I attempted to, to try to learn an instrument to, and then I gave up and I winded up doing a whole lot of streaming on Twitch. <laughs> um, Twitch was a big, big uh, help for me during the pandemic because um, I live stream from there. I have I have my uh, man cave, if you will. My garage is converted into like a gaming room. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I just streamed a lot, man. That and and I did a bunch of cameos. <laughs> no but doubt, but nothing cool like learning a different language or an instrument. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm streaming on Twitch right now. You're you're preaching to the choir. Um, you know, when I think about you getting into Hollywood and all the the movies and shows you've been in, as you mentioned, but you've also, you know, you've EP'd, you've, you've directed. What's that like learning all the stuff from the other side of the camera? Uh, I mean, I love it. You know, it's it's like something I didn't plan. I mean, definitely the directing um, and the, the EP. And it's just, I think time, time uh, being with Kevin, like, you know, luckily with me, because there's definitely, there's been movies where I go, let's say I go to London and I'm in three scenes in a movie and I meet a new director. Um, and I'm only like, again, like in three scenes, you don't really learn much of that stuff. Cause you come in, you memorize your dialogue and you do hair and makeup and you do the scene. But luckily, you know, I've, 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 a lot of my movies that I've done over the years has been with Kevin. So I'm, I'm there from beginning to end because we're friends and we've gone out to California when we lived in Jersey. So I would be like, Hey, I want to come out to, to Cali with you for pre-production, like, and I'll hang out. I'll just be around you and hang out. So I've gotten to like go hang out with Kevin and and be in the office when when they're doing um, all the pre-production, like you know, setting up um, wardrobe and checking out, like, hey, this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna come up with fake names for stores and watching Kevin uh, setting up blocking and and all that type of stuff. I've just been lucky to be behind the scenes a lot during my movies um and i just sort of soaked up all that information and, and luckily i was able to sort of hold on to some of it and, and utilize it um but me doing the madness and the method though I, I you know i've only got to direct one feature and i've done a short movie and a psa and a music video but the the feature was so much fun and I, i'm really hoping in the future i get to um you know do another one but yeah, man, I th- I just think I got lucky, man. Lucky all around. It, it, you know, this whole everything has been surreal for me. It's like Kevin and I grew up in the same town. We've been friends. I mean, we we, we became friends, and he's like, I wrote a movie, and I put a mo- I'm putting you in my movie. I was like, yeah, whatever. And I got to be in his movie, but I went back to work roofing. I was a roofer at the time, and then he's like, I may I'm, we're getting to do another movie called Mallrats. Um, and I wrote our characters in it again. I was like, oh, okay, cool. And I went and did that. And after Mallrats, I went back home and did more construction and delivered pizza. So I'm just saying it's like it's everything has been surreal. And, and I just really got lucky and stuff. So, um, yeah, man, I just I just got lucky that, that Kevin put me in a movie and believed in me. And, and I've gotten to be behind the scenes and, and sort of learn and uh, sort of, so, again, soak in that information. And now my wife produces 
Kevin's movie. So, you know, I even get to listen to her and sort of soak up some of that um, information uh, for producing and, and all the things that uh, that she does because we live in the same house and such. So. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, you know, talking about Kevin Smith, of course, you can, you can get lucky once, but if you don't have the talent, you know, I mean, you have the talent. And, and who would have thought that Clerks would be such a cult classic? And I can't think of too many movies where the same two characters keep appearing. I mean, what's that like when, you know, it's just the, the public so identifies with you, those two characters? Uh, again, it, it's been awesome and surreal because, again, I don't, you know, in the beginning, I didn't get it because if you notice, even in Clerks, Jay and Bob aren't even on the poster because the studio even was like, "Oh, they're just the guys who hang out front." Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then we we were in Mallrats, and it wasn't until after Mallrats came out that people started saying like, "Jay and Bob, Jay and Bob," um, and yeah, I mean, again, it's just you know what I think is has been awesome, and what I realized from it over the years is that people can you know, constantly tell me that I have a friend just like you, you know, I have my head real life mate, me and my best friend are, are just like Jay and Bob. We go everywhere together. We hang out together. He's a little quieter. I'm a little more obnoxious and loud and, you know, stuff like that. So I just feel people can really relate uh, to the characters. And, and that's what I've gotten over the years. And that's why I feel like, you know, Jay and Bob have been able to stick in people's heads and stay with them and stuff. Uh, you know, not to mention we got our awesome comic book store in Red Bank, New Jersey, Jay and Saw Bob's Secret Stash, uh, you know, which we have all our cool cool merchandise and stuff. So all that helps. But, yeah, I, I do feel, and, and it's been awesome, I do feel like, you know, from the feedback I've gotten from people for so many years is, is it really seems like people can relate with the two characters, that they have friends like that, cousins, they're like that with their friends, you know, stuff like that. So I remember when Clerks came out and a, a friend of mine, I'm a little bit older than you, and a friend of mine, she said that she loved you. And I go, what is it about that guy? And she's like, the confidence. I mean, you just bring it like you went to Juilliard. You just kind of took it to a, like a fish to water, didn't you? Uh, well, you know, <laughs> I wish it was all like super like uh, professional and stuff like that. But, you know, it's literally been... Kevin wrote the character because that's what I was like <laughs> from when I, when I met him at 12, 13 years old to when we filmed at 17 years old, three, four years, he always said like, you know, you got a weird sense of humor and you're funny and someone should put you in a movie and he, everything he did like Jay and Clark is exactly Jason Muse at the age of 13, 14, 15, 16 years old. Like, Mine is selling weed out front, of course, <laughs> but but like I used to just yell things and be obnoxious and dance and and you know pull out my bag sometime and this and that goofiness and and obnoxious and stuff and um you know so it, again it was me playing myself and then uh, mall rats same thing I had to be you know I didn't run around going snoochy boochies and stuff but you know we <laughs> added the element as the years went on it's cool because you could. In each movie over the years, Kevin sort of adapted Jay and Bob sort of to me getting older and getting a little less obnoxious, um, a little more confident or what have you. Because And, and you know, even in Clerks 2, it's, it, you know, the two guys come up and say, hey, man, where you guys been? And I'm like, 
oh, we've been in, I've got sentenced to six months in rehab. I'm sober now. Like, that really happened. That was true. Mm-hmm. And so, again, Kevin would adapt the characters sort of to real life of what was going on in, 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 with Jason Mewes and, and Kevin Smith and stuff. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. It's, again, I, I wish it was because I got training and I was, <laughs> I was super, uh, you know, good at good at the the thing but i i definitely i definitely feel like i don't get me wrong i feel like i've i learned a bunch over the years of uh of uh of acting and, and stuff and trying to bring that element to the movies but i i definitely a big part of it is me playing myself and, and just getting again being lucky that that kevin saw something funny in me and was like oh i want to put you in a movie and see if other people find you funny are you just jersey funny or are you funny and Philly, Kelly, Raleigh, you know, North Carolina, you know, whatever. So Yeah. Well, I want to make sure everybody can see the funny in person tonight. Go to goodnightscomedy.com. Well, I should say it's starting tomorrow. Uh, Jason yeah. Muse on stage live, everybody. Hey, Jason, thanks for coming on, man. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, and you have a great day and a great night. All right. Bye. I'm Rick Tittle. We'll come on back on the other side. Jody Davidson. a COVID-19 update pertaining to cruise travel. Everyone wants to get away and go on a vacation, but let's face it, there's a COVID fear factor out there. But here's some good news. Taking a cruise is probably the safest place you can be right now. All cruise lines have initiated very thorough testing requirements for all passengers and employees. They've also enhanced their air filtration systems, continual cleaning of the cruise ships, and have much stricter occupancy limitations. What that means for you is you can have peace of mind knowing you can have a wonderful vacation on a cruise ship without putting yourself in a severe risk of getting sick. Make your cruise vacation plans now. Call and let one of Viva Voyage's cruise experts help you find the safest cruise package at the lowest rates of the year. 800-585-4760-800-585-4760-800-585-4760. That's 800-585-4760. Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time. Time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-215-6812. 800-215-6812. That's 800-215-6812. Here's an important COVID-19 school system update for your local area. 
If you're concerned about your child's education, please pay close attention to this message. The current school systems were not set up for at-home learning. If you're worried that your child may not be getting the grades they need to get ahead, may be losing self-confidence, or you're worried about them getting into a good college because of their grades, help is available to you. Call Grade Potential Tutoring. They can help with in-home or online tutoring and help your child with any subject and every grade level, even for test prep. They're experts in the home tutoring and online tutoring field and confident they can help you and your child get better grades today. Call now for your free consultation. 800-693-8290. That's 800-693-8290. I'm not insightful enough to be a movie critic. Maybe I could be a food critic. These muffins taste bad. Or an art critic. That painting is bad. so disgusted by Rick Tittle that I find him very intoxicating. Well, I guess that's a compliment. Welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you, coast to coast and around the globe on American Forces Network. It's our pleasure to welcome to the show world-renowned dog training coach Jody Davidson, and she's here to talk about Discovery Plus's The Mighty Underdogs, which is going to be premiering tonight. It gives an inside look at the drama, heart, and comedy of kids and teens who strive to be the top dog in junior showmanship. Jody, welcome to the program. Nice to have you with us. How did this all get started with uh, your involvement in this project? I've actually been involved with junior showmanship since I was 11 years old, which was 58 years ago. <laughs> and, um, yeah, it's kind of weird. Uh, and I was approached about this. I currently work with uh, a little more than 30 kids on a weekly basis in junior showmanship, and it's my way of uh, introducing kids to a sport that I've enjoyed for 58 years. You know, and uh, I'll raise my hand. I don't know or I should say I didn't know that there was a category for kids. I guess it makes sense because it's not usually televised, is it? No, they don't, unfortunately, often televise the junior showmanship thing. Junior showmanship is cool because it's not the quality of the dog being judged, unlike all the other dog show classes. It's the quality of the junior and the skills they exhibit that's what's being judged. And so it means that any kid, I have a, a junior who had a dog that was rescued, a purebred Australian shepherd without papers that was rescued from the pound. And he used that dog for his junior showmanship dog and qualified for the national championship. So, you know, we remember movies like, you know, the Christopher Guest film, <laughs> Best in Show, and all the craziness that goes around all that. But who uh, is it different with the kids? Because I would imagine it's competitive, but maybe is a little is it a little bit sweeter? Oh, it's much sweeter. Um, I would say for the most part, the kids and junior showmanship are fiercely competitive in the ring, and then all hang out together afterwards. 
Um, that's that's the cool thing about this sport. The other thing is you don't have to look like a linebacker or look like a gymnast or, you know, it, it's basically every kid can be themselves and still show dogs, and that's what I like. Um, you're not limited by who you are physically or, you know, even temperamentally. Um, the kids, the kids, it's a very accepting sport for unique kids. That's why we're the mighty underdogs. And uh, for you, when you're involved in a show like this, and of course, as you mentioned, I mean, you, no one has more expertise in this area. How has it evolved over the years? I mean, on the one hand, is it still the same when you were 11? And then in other ways, is it, how is it completely different? Um, when you show dogs, the whole thing is about the bond between you and your dog. Um, the best teams of, of handlers and dogs are the ones where there's a great deal of love in between. That never changes. Even as old as I am, I have a dog that I show named Harry, and Harry's a lunatic, and he makes me look like a jackass half the time in the ring. <laughs> but I adore that dog. I absolutely adore that dog. Um, I'm a professional trainer, and I will tell you right now, he's mine, and I don't care if I spoil the hell out of him. My kids, even the, the littlest, I have peewees, which are kids who are too young to compete at the regular level, but they're the it's like it's like t-ball um, for dogs. But even my littlest kids, the love that those kids have for their dogs, that's their best friend. And it's cool to be able to do a sport with your best friend. So that part never changes. That that love between you and your dog, that relationship, that never changes. That's very sweet. In all your times, what is, if any, was the worst like uh, melee uh, frenzy dog fight you saw? Actually, we rarely get fights. Interestingly enough, it, show dogs are trained to be around a large number of other dogs of other breeds in close quarters. Um, I I can only think off the top of my head of one situation in the juniors ring, and the junior showmanship judges are required by the American Kennel Club to keep things as safe as they possibly can. So we had two dogs that were trying to go after a little dog, and the judge separated the whole class um, so those dogs were not near each other. They didn't excuse the kids because, as you can imagine, that would be devastating for a little kid. But they made sure that it was safe for everybody. And and, uh, that was probably the worst in the juniors ring. Kids and dogs don't usually enter except maybe at the lowest level if the dog isn't 100% ready to go. Got more questions for Jody Davidson. Part of Discovery Plus is the Mighty Underdogs premiering tonight. Um, for you, I mean, listen, we're all human. And uh, what I mean by that is, uh, you know, a lot of times a judge might judge the actual trainer. I mean, you know, it's like you're supposed to just look at the dog. But how much of that is maybe, you know, too little or too much panache, too much showmanship, not enough showmanship from the trainer? Is that yeah, part of it? Say, from the handler, actually, you just put your finger on one of the most interesting things about our sport. It's not numeric like gymnastics um, where, or, or ice skating where you have to, you know, the judge is giving you X number of marks. A lot of it comes down to personal preference. The interesting thing is I have some juniors who are really flashy, and I have some juniors who are very quiet and subtle. And some of them win fantastically under some judges, and the others win under other judges. And then I have some kids who are like the middle ground between the two. They tend to win the most because their style is more compatible with both. 
Um, it, each junior has their own style. And um, because it's a personal preference on the part of the judge, you can't argue with them. The only thing I say is at the end of the day, if I can look down the line of the winners and figure out what the judge was looking for, I'm okay with that. I may disagree with them, but as long as I see that they're placing consistently, I'm okay with it. Um, but, yes, the flashy kids, the flashy kids, and the quiet kids, and they're both different styles, but both equally important and both equally worthy. Interesting. And in, in, Off the top of your head, can you think of, in all your years, your favorite, the best dog you ever saw at a show? Oh, the best dog I ever saw. Oh, gosh, that's a hard one. As again, I've been doing this for a long, long time. Um there was a German Shepherd, and I'm not a particular German Shepherd fan, but it was a German Shepherd shown by a professional handler named Jimmy Moses, and he won Westminster, and the dog's name was Kobe Tucker Hill, Manhattan, and he was, he was, I happened to be there when he won, and it was, take your breath away, gorgeous. It was the best performance you ever saw on Broadway. It was the best catch in the Super Bowl, and I'm not a football person, so I'm assuming there are best catches in the Super Bowl. Um <laughs> But it, it was literally that dog, you know, judges will often say that dog was asking for it. That dog stood there and just, it was breathtaking. So, yeah, I, off the top of my head, that, that's one. The other one was CJ, um, Valerie Nunes Atkinson's dog, that just an amazing German, German um, short-haired pointer. And, again, it was a situation where that dog was asking for it. And the cool thing, they won Westminster, Valerie and CJ won Westminster, but Valerie years before had gone best junior handler at Westminster. So that just shows you how our, our sport can train people to, to do this for the rest of their lives. And last question for you. We just have about a minute. Is it like other sports too for trainers where you can see something in a 12 or a 14 year old and you think that, that boy, that girl's got it. They're going to be great. They have natural talent. Honey, I can see it as a seven-year-old, mm. but it has to do with the focus and the drive, um, the focus and the commitment. All the talent in the world will not get you anywhere if, if you're not prepared to put in the work. And the kids that I have who aren't necessarily the flashiest out of the gate, who but have a strong work ethic, those are the ones who succeed. Those are the ones who succeed. I love it when you call me honey, by the way. <laughs> Sorry. It's, it's good. It's, yeah. <laughs> a little old Jewish lady in me. What can I say? Jody Davidson, world-renowned dog trainer and someone who knows more about this than anyone. Make sure to see The Mighty Underdogs. The first two episodes are available for streaming tonight on Discovery+. Plus, and then the new episodes are going to come out every following Wednesday. Jody, thank you so much for your time and your insights. Congratulations. And Rick, you can let your folks know that they will laugh, they will cry, they will see lots of cute dogs and kids. How about how many dachshunds will we see? Actually, I don't have any kids with dachshunds right now, but there are some wonderful kids out there showing them right now. Ava Hatta has one that she placed at Westminster with this year in the junior finals. I'm kind of a dachshund guy. All right, hey, Jody, thanks a lot, and congratulations on the show. Thank you for having me on. All right, I'm Rick Tittle. We'll take a quick break, and we will come on back with Hillary Campbell.
from city streets to back roads, from road warrior to carpooler. There are some things you can always count on, like the reliability, durability, and power of Die Hard, America's most trusted auto battery. No matter where your journey takes you, count on Die Hard to get you started on the road ahead. Available at your local Advance Auto Parts and participating CarQuest stores. I am a non-attorney spokesperson representing a team of lawyers who've helped people that have been injured or wronged. If you've had a revision or removal surgery of a hernia mesh implant after 2008, pay close attention to this message. Hernia mesh manufacturers have recalled some of the mesh material that may have been used in your surgery due to high failure rate. The FDA has even blamed the recalled mesh material for some of the worst of the health issues reported by doctors and patients. If you've had two or more hernia surgeries for the same issue and you're having severe complications, call the legal helpline now. You could receive a free cash award and have your medical expenses covered. And there's no upfront cost to you. They only get paid if you win. So please call now. 800-817-2968-800-817-2968-800-817-2968 That's 800-817-2968 Do you have a home that you don't want anymore? We can buy it from you within 24 hours, any home, size, or condition. For over 20 years, we've been buying homes for cash and helping homeowners sell their homes immediately with no listings or strangers walking through your home. Are you moving? Did you lose your job? Going through a divorce? Whatever the reason, if you're in a bind and you know that you need to sell your house fast, call the expert team at I Need to Sell My House Fast. We'll make you a serious cash offer to buy your home in 24 hours and let you walk away from it. No listing, no waiting. Sell any home, any size, any condition now. Call the expert team at I Need to Sell My House Fast. Make this free call now. 800-306-1760 That's 800-306-1760 With just one spray of Microband 24 your hard surfaces are sanitized for up to 24 hours touch after touch after touch So 6 hours from now? Still sanitized 12 hours? Yep 18 hours we're really doing this. 24 hours. When used as directed, one spray of Microband keeps killing 99.9% .9 of bacteria touch after touch for, yeah, up to 24 hours. Wow. Microband 24, the sanitizer four out of five doctors would use in their own homes. So why aren't you? Now you see that evil will always triumph because good is dumb. always goes commando. All right. Uh, thank you for that. And uh, welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you coast to coast and around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. It's our pleasure to welcome to the show veteran uh, cartoonist Hillary Fitzgerald Campbell. She has a new book out. It just came out on the 9th. It's called Murder Book, a graphic memoir 
of a true crime obsession. Uh, Hillary, welcome to the show. I grew up in the 70s and I love comic books. They were a quarter and I mostly read war comic books. Wasn't too much into the superheroes. But when did the graphic novel kind of make a real, uh, I don't want to say comeback. Maybe this was when it first came, but now I see people all the time on public transportation, like reading graphic novels. Um, I don't know what, you know, it, it really has been quite the, like, um, quite the rage, right? Like, there, it, it, I, you know what I think it is, and, and this is not a, a positive perspective, but I think it's because everyone figured out, like, Hollywood is more likely to buy the property of a graphic novel, like existing property, to turn it into a movie. So everyone's like, make the graphic novel, maybe it becomes a movie, maybe you become rich and famous. <laughs> <laughs> well, as a, car- as a cartoonist for The New Yorker, I mean, it's a, I mean, even out here, we know uh, about New Yorker uh, comics uh, and just those one little panel blurbs. How did you, I mean, that's pretty much the, uh, the big leagues. How did you, uh, when did you aspire to that? And when did you get to those heights? Um, I, well, you know, it's funny. I, it's, I thought I would be a cartoonist as a kid. And then, then I forgot that idea for many years. Um, and I was, cause I grew up in Northern California in Sonoma. Um, and I went off to school and actually was more in like the film world and stuff and, um, working kind of in documentary and whatnot. And, but then sort of just realized, I was like, I don't want to be doing any of this. And I, like, quit my job and moved to New York very much on a whim um, and, like, started drawing cartoons and just while I was waitressing and just kind of was like, well, maybe I could get into the New Yorker, you know. And then that took a long time. <laughs> um, I, um, I, I mean, after probably, I don't know, maybe two years, I mean, I submitted it every week for a year before I sold just one cartoon. Um and that was back in 2016. Wow. Um, pretty pretty fast. Very, um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, yeah, I know, right? I mean, it could take some people many years, or uh, but then there's those fairy tale people that they're like, I sold them the first try, and you're like, well, <laughs> you suck. Like, <laughs> um, but um, but it, you know, and it's been a really like wild um journey there you know the new yorkers like it's so cool i mean the first day i walked in there i was like just i mean at first i couldn't even figure out how to get in the building i was like what's happening like (laughs) um, i had to figure out that whole journey but i walked in and and uh, i was terrified obviously and i go in to bob mankoff who was the cartoon editor at the time and he didn't even he didn't even say one word to me. I handed over 10 cartoons. He shuffled through them, handed them back to me. And that was it. And I was like, Oh my God, that was horrible. You know, like so scary in there. (laughs) Um, but then the cartoonists themselves, like the editor could, you know, at the time I was very frightened of, I'm not frightened of him anymore, but, um, but the, the cartoonists that were, they're all sitting around like, you know, shooting the shit with each other. Um, and, they are some of the funniest and kindest and most lovely group of people I think I'll ever meet in my life as the New Yorker cartoonists. Um, and so they welcomed me in, which was very cool. And, you know, and still they're like, now they're some of my best friends. Um, and what am I saying? I don't know. So, I mean, that, that, it all started there. And then I started working on murder book about almost three years ago, probably two and a half years ago. And, um, it, it, I hurt my hand drawing that much. It's, it's, wow. It took a long time. 
Um, but I, I, it's so exciting that it's out in the world, and I, I've never obviously drawn anything of this magnitude. Um, and it was it's very different than drawing, you know, single-panel gag cartoons. Those could take you about 10 seconds if you know what you're not really, you know, but, mm-hmm. like, you can do a bunch in a day and then whatever, but drawing this book was, like, so extensive, a lot of planning, a lot of just so much. It's very different, and um, but I, and now I'm... I'm already ready to start working on my next book i'm kind of like this is great like i'm very into it um and i love the you know format of the storytelling very cool um bob mankoff by the way was in here in our studios in san francisco signed the wall and and did a little self-portrait of himself Uh, (laughs) oh my god yeah you might imagine all right so let's talk about murder book because it's it's one thing to be able to draw it's another thing to be able to tell a story it's quite another to be able to do both at the same time so you have an obsession with true crime how did this all come together in your mind and then the plot that is how how did it you know (laughs) 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 i'm not sure how did it all come together it really actually was um i was you know on the phone with my agent being like all right well i want to write a book you know i want to do a graphic book you know and i i want to kind of you know really just sort of do my first really the biggest thing i can think of really and um but i knew that i really was really trying to write about my mother more than anything um and the relationship i have with my mother and because i think she's so funny i'm like so people have to know right she's my mother's so funny i want the people to know so in that kind of realm, um, I had like thrown around a couple ideas with my agent of like, oh, I could do this thing, could do this thing, you know, all sort of relating to my mother. But the thing that really stood out, I was like, well, me and my mom just talk about murder all the time. And you're like, I think I could probably do, I could write a lot about that. And, you know, you want to pick a topic where you're like, yeah, I could probably write about that for a while. And like, and I would, I would not run out of things to say. Um, and So that's kind of how it began and sort of, and then, you know, basically just trying to answer the question, why are we all so obsessed with this shit? But like doing, you know, trying to, trying to tell a more global story on a, on a, on a small level of just sort of myself and the women in my family and, and for, you know, and my mom's like, well, I was because obsessed with it because of my mom and then her mom, you know, and then her great grandmother also like read a bunch of true crime. So it was, it seemed to be this, um, very uh, lineage type thing in our family. And, and I think it's something that's true for so many women, at least in America, um, that like, it's sort of this, the great American pastime, right? And you're sitting at home over the dinner table, like, you know, what do you hear who got arrested? You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, so that was the beginning of it. And, and I did have a lot to say, you know, growing up in Northern California and sort of experiencing, you know, like the awe of like the Lacey Peterson and Scott Peterson case yeah. when I was like seeing that everywhere. And that was very enveloping and terrifying, you know, and, and, um, uh, it felt like, I mean, you, could, you basically, I think, could say this about any place in the world. You're like, there was a lot of crime, you know, and then, but there was stuff, you know, with like poly class yeah. and, um, Elizabeth Smart going missing when I was a kid. All that stuff just really prominently in the news. Is, I was very fascinated by it. And um, on top of that, also, uh, my mom um, was telling me stories of growing up, or not growing up, of being in the, in the 70s um, in San Francisco and, you know, with the Zodiac murders. Right. Really right next door, basically. She she um, she knew Paul Stein's wife, the last, the last known victim, um, of Zodiac, and um, I think so. She was like, it was, you know, terrifying, and she would always tell these stories, and I'm like, I find the whole thing riveting, you know. 
Well, for um, you, I, for you too, though. I mean, you can't write without throwing in the humor. I mean, you just it, I it, can't yeah, true. yeah. You it's, got you got to keep it quirky, right? Yeah, no, I do keep it very quirky. I think, I mean, I walk the fine line of laughing at murder, and I'm not really, but it is like, <laughs> you know, it it is sort of my sense of humor, you know, like, um, and it's not that I'm laughing at it, it's sort it's the tropes of it all, really. Right. You go, this is ridiculous, you know, like you go, the guy once again, he took out an insurance policy on his wife, and you go, yeah, well, of course she's dead, you know, like, and then like that. I mean, that's the way my whole family laughs with each other is like, is that we have a very dark sense of humor and, um, and it, you know, obviously comes out in my work. Um, and so, you know, I do wonder, I go, my book might upset a few people and that's okay. You know, I, I, I accept that. Um, because I, I, I'm, I'm a little crass and, you know, mm. so be it. Well, plus we're all snowflakes now. So that's the other thing too. Um, and speaking, <laughs> right. speaking of your, yeah, speaking of your beautiful hometown, you're doing a, uh, a book reveal or I should say a, a little, uh, debut up there yeah, on the 28th. Yeah. We're doing a little, um, uh, at Roach, uh, Roach winery tasting room, the tasting room on the plaza, not the winery. Um, but in Sonoma, on November 28th at, from like five to seven, you can come get a copy of the book and, you know, have a glass of wine, I'll sign your book and just sort of hang out and whatnot. And, um, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, wrote, I mean, I grew up with the Roach family kids and everything. And, and, um, it's kind of hard to not grow up with winery people in Sonoma. They're just everywhere. Um, but <laughs> I, you know, as much as I've been in New York the past seven years, I'm, I love Sonoma and I'm constantly coming back. So I'm still, still a California gal. What can, you, what can I say? Yeah. So, you know, what I was thinking, too, is that um, when you look out your window in New York and you, you know, you're constantly hearing sirens and things, does that kind of run through yeah. your mind? Like, what happened? Oh, yeah. No, that's like one of the pages in the book of being like hearing anything. You go, oh, no, who died? You know, <laughs> which is horrible. Um, but I, I, my, outside my back window is actually a gas station. So I'm always, you know, God forbid anything horrible happened there. Um, but there's always this siren. There's always a lot happening in New York, but it, you know what I say though, is like, I'm scared in a small town when there's no one to hear me scream. You know, like I'm like in New York, I'm like, I feel fine walking around at night. Cause you're like, Oh, there's a hundred million people out here. It's like, no, what could happen? <laughs> Obviously a lot could happen. But, but, um, <laughs> but the, when you're, you know, like nights when like back in Sonoma, and you're like, let's just walk home from the restaurant. Like, the sun went down. And you go, oh, this is really dark. Like, <laughs> really dark out here. Like, I don't see one person. You know, uh, like, I could just disappear. Um, by the way, speaking of New York, uh, of all the crime shows and documentaries, how great was the end of The Jinx? Oh, my God. I mean, absolutely. You, go, you can't write this stuff. You go, what? Like, mm -hmm. a, a absolute insanity. Um Robert Durst, what a guy! And with his bl his blinking, you know, I always think about his blinking. Um, my mom always said he blinks so much because he can't stop lying. And I go, yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> well, everybody should check out the book. And uh, Hillary Fitzgerald Campbell has um, she has uh, uh, been the. Um, done the graphics for other books, and now this is her own murder book, a graphic memoir of a true crime obsession. It's going to be a big hit, and uh, it is out from Andrews McMeal Publishing. Hey, listen, great having you on. Local girl done good. Uh, congratulations. Thank you so much. Great to talk. All right. I'm Rick Tittle. We'll take a quick break. Come on back.
What are you so happy about? I'm on the pill. Aren't you two a bit old to worry about having more kids? Not her. Me. Uh, you lost me there, buddy. Steel man pills. Things weren't always looking up if you catch my drift. So, my doctor prescribed me a little something. Like Viagra? Yeah, but that's expensive, and it wasn't covered by my insurance. Steel man pills cost me less than three bucks a pill, and virtually the same effect. I just called and got over 40 pills for only $99. I have this friend who might be looking and... Well, if your friend wants some help, the consultation is free over the phone. No clinic. Steel Man Pills sends it in the mail in a confidential package. I'm on it. I mean, my friend will be on it. Steel Man Pills. Going the extra mile to help men with erectile dysfunction. 800-399-3691. That's 800-399-3691. Do you need to sell your home? If you've sold a home before, you remember how stressful and expensive it was. Sold.com is here to help you sell your home for the most money and with the least amount of stress. There are new ways to sell your home that you've never heard of before. Did you know there are companies who will offer you cash for your home? Did you know you could trade in your home for a new one? Did you know there are realtors who will sell your home for a flat fee instead of an expensive commission? It's true. Sold.com services are free. So if you're looking to sell, make this free phone call right now and learn how your next home sale can be faster and easier than you ever thought possible. Pick up your cell phone and call right now. 800-449-1759-800-449-1759-800-449-1759. Again, that's 800-449-1759. Hello? You there in the car. Listen, if I was a cop, I'd pull you over and ask to see your insurance. Woo, I bet that would scare the heck out of you. (laughs) But seriously, I still want you to get your insurance papers out. Whoa, that's ridiculous. Look, we all have cars. That means insurance. But newsflash, you don't have to pay a fortune for it. What smart people all over the United States are doing is saving hundreds of dollars hauling AIS insurance. Some of you could be saving up to $600 a year. Maybe with an extra $600, you can get your car washed at least once a month. I mean, come on, look at it. Look, my job is to help you save money on your car insurance. So pick up the phone, call AIS Insurance right now, and get your car washed, please. 800 must be crazy. Use a D-O-G. And if you was my man, I would have been kicked you out of my house by now. This is what had happened. All right, we still have another uh, two hours to go. Dana Gould coming up in about 15 minutes. Dan Shaughnessy of the Boston Globe. Simon Holden from England to talk a little golf. 
Is it all right if we talk golf and then uh, co-directors of Anything is Possible about uh, KG will join us. That's on uh, Showtime in the third hour. The managers of the year came out, and uh, I got both of them right. My man from ATN got both wrong, by the way. He goes, ah, it's got to be dusty. And uh, then, (laughs) anyway, uh, Gabe Kapler got 28 votes. One of them didn't vote for him at all, and the other two had him second. Craig Council finished second, by the way. Uh, Mike Schilt finished third. Brian Snitker finished fourth. Kevin Cash won in the American League. And uh, Scott Service finished second. I didn't even think he should be on the ballot because they didn't make the playoffs. Charlie Montoya actually got three first-place votes uh, as well. But the NL voting, uh, as uh, as you break it down, was Gabe Kapler got 28 one uh, for it was either Schilt or Council because he got a second, and then uh, another one for uh, well, one for Schilt, one for Council, and then one left him off completely. Those people need to have their vote taken away, and those people are Mitch Stacy of the Associated Press in Cincinnati, Nick Groke of the Athletic in Colorado. Those are the people that need to have their vote taken away because they are stark, raving, mad idiots. The Giants were 60-1 to to win the division. Now, I'm not a Giants fan, okay? I'm not. I don't hate them. I'm not a Giants fan. I'm an Ace fan. But you can't take a guy like that with that team that wins 107 games and not name a manager of the year. He did win manager of the year, so I'm not, like, furious. It's just just – how can you say – Council and Schilt. Idiots. Absolute, absolute idiots. And by the way, Mitch Stacy had Schilt, Council, Snitker. One, two, three. You don't understand baseball. Come on back. Radio News with Lance Pride. A jury of 12 people are deliberating again Wednesday morning in the Kyle Rittenhouse trial for fatally shooting two people and wounding another attacking him during last year's riots in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Harvard Law Professor Alan Dershowitz on Newsmax. You know, you don't have to be a Second Amendment advocate to understand that a person does have the right of self-defense with a gun against a fist. Many law experts around the country are saying the prosecution failed to present their case against Mr. Rittenhouse. The state presented a case that Kyle was a vigilante on a shooting rampage. President Biden has called the young man a white supremacist. Oklahoma Attorney General John O'Connor, along with 11 other state attorneys general, filed a new lawsuit asking a federal court to stop the Biden administration's vaccine mandate for health care workers. O'Connor says the mandate will burden the health care sector and patient well-being in Oklahoma. USA Radio News. 
awesome and amazing day, man. This is John Jubilee with EnergizedHealth.com. That's right. Write that down after you get off of this ad. EnergizedHealth.com. Because this is your moment to change your life. Intelligent men are skeptical. I want you to be skeptical, but I want you to go check this out today. We have a breakthrough science that is so powerful that hundreds of doctors have changed their life. They recommend it to their patients, physicians to U.S. presidents, leading scientists across the world because it works. Intercellular hydration pushes all the toxins out of your body. It pushes all inflammation out of your body, can cause your brain to have double the function, men, double. Your testosterone level could rise. 500 points naturally you can wake up every morning like a teenage boy again and lose 30 to 40 pounds of solid fat every month be skeptical but go check this out today at energizehealth.com that's energizehealth.com after attorney general merrick garland under oath said parents were not being targeted as domestic terrorists A whistleblower's email on Tuesday paints a different picture. House Republicans obtained whistleblower documents showing the FBI used the counterterrorism unit to add threat tags to parents raising concerns about critical race theory to school boards. This contradicts Merrick Garland's sworn October testimony before Congress. Any circumstance in which the Patriot Act would be used in the circumstances uh, of parents complaining about their children, nor can I imagine a circumstance where they would be labeled as domestic terrorism. The whistleblower provided an FBI email dated October 20th, one day before Garland testified before Congress, sent on behalf of the FBI's assistant director and the assistant director for the criminal division. From the USA Radio News, West Texas Bureau, I'm Brad Bernards. We are USA Radio News. Now you can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800-215-5141. 800-215-5141. That's 800-215-5141. After an FBI whistleblower released an October 20 memo of the House Judiciary Committee Tuesday, ranking member, Republican representative from Ohio Jim Jordan told Newsmax that the FBI is actively spying on parents attending school board meetings throughout the country and tagging them for possible investigations and prosecutions. Just when you think it can't get any worse, we find out the FBI, as we speak, the FBI is spying on parents, as you rightly said, categorizing parents who are showing up at school board meetings. This is um, this is scary what they're doing. Well, we're going to continue to ask questions. Look, th- this memo went out on October 20th, one day before Merrick Garland came in front of our committee and testified. So this memo goes out doing exactly what we just described. And the next day when we asked Merrick Garland, what's going on? Are FBI agents showing up at school board meetings? What are you doing? How's this? He basically disagreed with what the very memo that came from not just anybody in the FBI, but the counterterrorism unit. But the very day before he talks to us, before he answers in the way he did, we have this memo that goes out to the uh, the FBI agents around the country talking about the threat tag and categorizing and labeling parents in this way. You know what it reminded me of? When I saw this information that we got from the whistleblower, when I saw this, it reminded me of what the IRS did eight, nine, ten years ago when they had the BOLO list, the be on the lookout list. If you have groups who are using these terms, doing these things, we're going to examine them. We're not going to give them the tax exempt status they're applying for. That's exactly what it reminded me of. They were spying on people, using the IRS to do it then. Now they're using the FBI. Lance Pry, USA Radio News. 
I don't even recognize myself anymore. I'm really worried about him. His addiction. I haven't seen him like this. Ever. Hey, look, I, I never wanted to start using. I, I knew the drill, but I was out of options. I, I just want to tell him it's not your fault. There are people out there who can help. People who have felt your pain. They know what you're going through. This has to stop. I, I'm losing everything. Everyone. You've been strong your whole life. You can do this, but you have to reach out for help. It's time. I can do this. Addiction is a disease, and diseases need treatment. Call Quit Drugs 321 now at 800-338-6906. 800-338-6906. That's 800-338-6906. Paid for by the Detox and Treatment Helpline. Rick Tittle knows his sports. I hate that guy. I love that guy. Oh my gosh, he's so fine. Rick Tittle brings home the bacon, fries it up in a pan, and then he eats it. Ricky T in the hizzle for shizzle, biznatch. Thank you for that, and welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you, 1-800-87A-PLAY. Dana Gould coming up after the break. <clears throat> He's at the punchline here in town. You know, I was just looking at the breakdown of these votes. I'm still fascinated by the jackass that didn't have Kapler on all three spots. There's just something personal going on there, or... I remember Gabe Kapler's commercial where he was lifting the weights and he was minor league player of the year two years in a row. And it was like, look at my six pack. I think maybe that's why they did. (laughs) Maybe that's why. I don't know what it is. But Dave Roberts got six third place votes. Dave Roberts got six third place. Just once again. Uh, no offense to Dave Roberts, but I can line up that lineup card. And yet in the American League, A.J. Hinch got three third-place votes. But here's also hilarious. Alex Cora got one first-place vote, and it wasn't from the Boston Riders. Alex Cora got the vote from Ken Davidoff of the New York Post. It's very bizarre. I just, I sometimes, I just wonder people, they just overthink. And then I guess I think they underthink things as well. You know, and I don't understand the people who, you know, a third place vote, you know, I don't mind third place votes. It's just kind of like, hey, you did a good job, right? You know, if you want to throw Scott Service a third place vote, I get it. He got five first place votes. Both Baltimore Riders, both Cleveland Riders. Interesting. And one Seattle Rider. Hometown. Well, it's just like the you know Charlie Montoya got some first place votes. One of them was Wyke Nolner of the Toronto Star. I get it. But, uh, yeah, it's just I like the transparency, though, because you can really see who's an absolute blithering idiot. I'm so smart and they're so dumb. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. 1-800-878-PLAY. Big shout out to our troops listening on American Forces. Radio Network, $500. It's worldwide. Come on back. Dana Gould. 
When others treat your fries as an afterthought, all you're left with are cold, soggy fries. That's why Wendy's new fries are ones you won't forget. Guaranteed to be hot and crispy or we'll replace them. We're talking natural cut skin on fries, perfectly seasoned with a hint of sea salt. In fact, they're even preferred almost two to one over McDonald's. These are fries so hot and crispy, they beg a new question. What would you like with your fries? Try them today. Only at Wendy's. At participating U.S. Wendy's, taste preference based on a national taste test by an independent research company. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly 100 years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorn's Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go and pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at Low Cost Airlines. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. That's 800-754-4531. I need a tech gift my wife can use at home, the office, or on the road. It's possible with Staples Connect. I need a gift for the person who has everything. Everything, including a super thoughtful daughter. Also possible because Staples Connect has the innovative tech gifts your loved ones need to work and learn from anywhere. Like right now, save up to $50 on select Apple AirPods. This holiday, explore what's new at your local Staples store or staplesconnect.com. Staples Connect, the working and learning store. Ends 1120, limit two while supplies last. Hour two of titillating sports. You thought it couldn't get any better, but it's better. Rick Tittle is back. He's so great. I can't believe how awesome he is. More sports talk, yes. Couldn't get any better, but it's better. Rick Tittle is back. He's so great. I can't believe how awesome he is. More sports talk, yes. Hour two of titillating sports. Hey! Check out Channel 9. Check out Rick Tittle. All right. Uh, thank you for that. Welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you coast to coast and around the world on American Forces Radio Network. Uh, one of my all-time favorites, our good friend Dana Gould, stand-up comedian extraordinaire. He is back in town, folks. You want to make sure you get to the uh, punchline this weekend. And, uh, Dana, I'm going tomorrow night. Looking forward to seeing you on stage, my man. Oh, terrific. I'll see you then. I've done some uh, – this will be one of my first – 
big uh, solo headlining shows since COVID. I was working with, uh, I did a lot of shows with Mr. Goldthwait, yeah. um, but now I'll just be up there all by myself. <laughs> yeah, we'll hang out in the green room and do ayahuasca like we usually do. <laughs> it's, it's lonely up there. <laughs> yes, and for people who don't know, last time we had Dana on, we were talking about uh, the uh, documentary Joyride that he did with Bobcat Goldthwaite, uh, and uh, which I saw, which is excellent. What's what's been the reception since now it's hit the public? Uh, it's been, it's been great. We've been very happy. For people who don't know, Joyride is uh, Bob and I did a tour uh, in uh, in in February of 2020, and the future looked bright, <laughs> and. Um, it's uh, it's uh, you know, it's footage of the shows. It's a concert movie and also a documentary about our uh, sometimes contentious relationships. <laughs> we we uh, we're 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 very 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 good friends now. We used to um, not be very good friends, and uh, and so we used to hate each other. And so it's a it's an interesting Bob sort of fashioned it into an interesting documentary and uh it's got a hundred percent on rotten tomatoes so that's um, amazing that's and and in your defense good, yeah. yeah and in your defense uh, the reason you guys didn't get on is and, and bob would admit mostly he was being a jerk i don't want to i don't want to i'll let bob speak for himself <laughs> <laughs> but that is what he says <laughs> <laughs> kind of sorta yeah so yeah. Wh- what's it like when you think about uh, you know well, just uh, when was the first time you played the punchline? I mean, what what goes through your thoughts the nostalgia? Uh, the first, oh, it's very strange when I go back specifically to San Francisco because it's you know I used to I started off doing comedy in Boston, but I moved to San Francisco very early on in my uh, career, and uh, you know I've I've been going on stage there since I was twenty one years old. You know, twenty mm-hmm. twenty I think was I think it was twenty when wow. I first went on stage to the punchline, possibly nineteen. And uh, yeah, that, that's a that's a weird one uh, to uh, to really have spent so much time uh, at a club. I remember I used to live in the city in the Richmond yeah. district. I lived at Twenty First and Geary, which for people who don't know, I was I was in Los Angeles visiting somebody, and I drove home, and it was just five and a half hours of a blue cloudless sky, and then I crossed Nineteenth. Just a frog <laughs> druids hauling stone tablets across the street, bizarre winged reptiles flying through the sky. <laughs> yeah, out in the avenues, uh, Russian bakeries, things like that, too. Yeah. My, our apartment was designed by the CIA to never get sunlight in the hopes that it would make you crack. <laughs> but at least this time you weren't living above Caligula's fist, right? <laughs> <laughs> those, are the, those are the days. By the way, if it, one of the best comedy albums of all time is uh, Dana's done a few, but Funhouse. I mean, it's hard to believe that's over 20 years ago now, huh? Yeah, I know. It is over 20 years ago. At one point, hopefully, I'll get some residuals from it. <laughs> <laughs> and you were living off a diet of chocolate you-know-whats, right? Yeah. You know, my, you, know you see those, you see those in... in uh, I lived in Boston over in a, an X-rated bakery named Caligula's Fist. <laughs> And they have cakes and chocolates in all sorts of sizes. And the only thing I can say is, if you do find yourself with a chocolate version of the male appendage and you want to eat it in public, hold it like corn. That's my <laughs> advice. You know what else? The other day I thought of you uh, because I had Karen Knotts on my show. Yes, I love Karen. Yeah, and all I could think is she'd done a you know, new book on her I'm, dad. I'm in that book. I'm in her book. <clears throat> 
Well, I was going to say, you you and Barney Fife, are, I mean, he's he's like Dr. Zayas to you, right? <laughs> he is. He is indeed. <laughs> I, 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 um, I, you know, her father was Don Nuts, Barney Fife, and uh, Luther Hags from The Ghost and Mr. Chicken. Mm-hmm. And uh, I voiced him on The Simpsons a couple of times, so I do feel a very... I do feel a very strange uh, sort of kinship with her. She's lovely. But I used to do, she came up to me, there was a, I'm a big fan of The Ghost in Mr. Chicken. Yeah, movie me I too. It's an underrated movie. Yeah. It's an underrated movie. And there was a screening of it, and I went, and I was on the little panel, because of The Simpsons, I guess. And she came up to me later, and she said, I love that joke you tell about my father. And I'm like, have you heard the joke I tell about your father? Because <laughs> the joke I tell about her father was that Don Knotts' voice is so specific and unique that he can't even make obscene phone calls. <laughs> He'd like to. He's up late at night. I've been looking at you through your bedroom window. Is this Don Knotts? <laughs> <laughs> like, are, are you sure you like that joke? <laughs> Who was the uh the girl with the dimple uh in that movie uh the brunette uh Oh yeah, I'll tell you a funny story about her. Her name was Alma in the movie. Joan Staley? Joan Staley, who was uh, uh in Playboy actually in the 50s. Uh-huh. Uh she was a blonde. She was wearing a brunette wig in that movie. Wow. And I she was on that panel and she was just a sweet old lady, you know, by then. And I said to her, I'm sitting next to her on the panel, and I said, I had such a crush on you when I was a little boy. And she went, have I ruined it? <laughs> you know what? So she, had a, she had a pretty good sense of humor. I remember seeing the, uh, the uh, poster. I forgot who had it when I was a kid. But it was the uh, the Mexican uh, a movie poster for that movie. And it was El Fantasma y Mr. Galena. <laughs> And I'm like, Mr. Galena is Mr. Chicken? It's not Senior Pollo? Or... Yes, it's Senior Pollo. What is Galena? I, I don't know. Maybe it means Maybe, ca- coward. Maybe yeah. That's all, that's all I could think of. But, yeah, that movie and then, of course, you know, Mr. Limpin and blowing yeah, up a German. Astronaut. The yeah. weird one was, uh, the weird one movie was, remember the love god? No, I don't. It's basically like Don Knotts plays Hugh Hefner. It's really it's like the timeless combination of Don Knotts and sex. <laughs> and I actually have the poster in my office because it's a Don Knotts movie, and then it says in big letters, not suitable for children. <laughs> you, you have to know your audience. Wow. Oh, yeah, here it is, the love God question mark. Yeah. Wow, the love God. He's ornithologist Abner Audubon Peacock. What a name. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, no need for Freud here. Oh, <laughs> uh, the other thing I wanted to ask you too—I've never asked you because I was also raised Catholic, and uh, I was never an altar boy. But uh, you were, right? I was. It's funny. I was not an altar boy. Okay. I was a rector who uh, is the guy that reads. They are reading from the Book of Matthew. Yeah, a, a letter from I'm Paul from the- to the Ephesians. Right. And I'm from a very small town. And I was known in town as being funny. I was, you know, yeah. I was always funny. And when I would read in church as a child, people would laugh. 
And the more I, seriously I tried to play it, <laughs> the more they would laugh, to the point that I was fired by the Catholic Church. <laughs> Father Riga pulled me aside and said, it's, bit, it's just not working out. <laughs> in, in retrospect, yeah. I feel like I dodged a bullet. <laughs> You might have dodged a few things there. Exactly. All right, everybody. This worked out pretty good. <laughs> Not too shabby. Dana Gould tomorrow night at the Punchline at eight o'clock. He's got two shows on Friday, two shows on Saturday. Yeah, I hope to yeah, see you. I'm really looking forward. To I'm it. heading over there tomorrow, and uh, hope to see you, man. Yeah, we'll come by. Uh, we'll, we'll hang out. Definitely, I'll shoot you a text or something. Dana Gould, everybody, everybody, check him out at the Punchline. I'm Rick Tittle. Come on back, y'all. the news be prepared to pay more taxes then if you owe back taxes or haven't filed in a few years get ready the irs the largest collection agency in the world will be coming after you with the power to collect taxes by any means they want to hey they can freeze your bank account your passport even padlock your business oh good times look if the irs claims you owe them five thousand or more in back taxes and they're coming after you don't panic call my friends at get a tax lawyer first Their job is to negotiate with the IRS and save you money. They're experts at it. That's all they do. And you can trust them. In some cases, they have reduced a $50,000 tax bill to less than $1,000. If you owe the IRS $5,000 or more in back taxes, call now for a free consultation. Call 800-732-9635. 800-732-9635. 800-732-9635. That's 800-732-9635. Hey, listen up. Before the weather changes, get new windows in your home and save possibly hundreds on your energy bill. Call the Window Replacement Hotline right now and take advantage of their special savings event. Get your leaky, drafty windows replaced with energy-efficient, beautiful, virtually maintenance-free windows at this year's rock-bottom prices. Our prices are so low, we don't want to scare the competition. The only way to hear about our window savings is to call. Yes, you must call our special toll-free number for the best window replacement prices in town. Get your new windows, patio doors, and more from the window replacement hotline. Get ready for the change in weather. Save on your energy bills. Call right now for tremendous prices on new windows and beautify your home. Call the window replacement hotline now. 800-685-2080-800-685-2080-800-685-2080. That's 800-685-2080. When you want to protect your IRA or 401k, don't trust it to just anyone's hands. It's your money. You earned it, and you deserve the best protection available. That's where Augusta Precious Metals comes in. We've provided gold and silver IRAs to thousands of Americans, including Joe Montana himself, the Hall of Fame quarterback. Augusta is trusted by all these people because we have a simple process requiring little more than a phone call to book an appointment for a one-on-one web conference on the benefits of buying 
gold inside your IRA. Our objective, to educate you on the economy and on the way Americans are using gold as an important part of their wealth protection plans. So do what Joe Montana did. Protect your IRA with gold and silver. Call Augusta Precious Metals right now. 800-251-0427. That's 800-251-0427. Hadle is going to go to the air. He's back to pass. He throws deep to the end zone. Batted up in the air. Intercepted by Dan Connors. It was a deflection hit into the air by Willie Brown. And Connors came down with a pass. And the Raiders stopped the Chargers without six, without even three on that drive. about anything else when you've got Rick Tittle on the radio. Oh, bless you. That's such a sweet sentiment. I really appreciate it, Joni Carroll. Uh, we have open lines. How about that? Dan Shaughnessy, speaking of Boston, I got two straight Boston guys on the show. Hypocticon, Harvard Yard. In the summer, it's wicked hot. And in the winter, it's wicked cold. Dan Shaughnessy on the other side, who is also the name of our head football coach and athletic director when I was in high school, Dan Shaughnessy, and he just went by Shag. Watch out, man, it's Shag. And he used to wear this Gilligan hat, this like white kind of bucket hat that was all beat up. Little fat Irish guy with freckles and going bald. But he was scary. We were all scared of Shag. Dan Shaughnessy. This Dan Shaughnessy is not very scary. Uh, so we'll have him on. one 800 play A couple of baseball notes. And Carlos Correa, who is a free agent, who might sign with the Yankees, we were talking yesterday about how they've sort of made it known that they, you know, Brian Cashman has says they want a shortstop. They were playing Ursula there for a while. They moved Torres off of it, so second and third are taken care of, and shortstop is open. And they traditionally have the most money to spend and have no problem splashing such cash that Carlos Correa can't keep his own mouth shut because he was on a podcast with Carlos Baerga called Me Gustan Los Deportes, which means I love sports. Me Gustan Los Deportes. And he said, quote, Derek Jeter, how many gold gloves did he win? Five, I think he won. Derek Jeter didn't deserve any. Ooh. Derek Jeter got the gold glove in the AL in 04, 05, 06, and then 9 and 10. Yeah, he did win five. But to back it up, Correa said Derek Jeter had a minus 165 defensive runs saved. I have a plus 67 in seven years of defensive runs saved. That's a pretty strong number to back up your argument. 
which is basically saying I save 100 more runs than Derek Jeter playing shortstop. Of course, he had a longer career, but as it stands right now. And there was no such thing as defensive runs saved when Derek Jeter got his first gold glove. I'm pretty sure there was no such thing. But they try and look at that now and try to make a stat out of it like they try to make a stat out of everything. Everything's a statistic now. But if you think about the money Bryce Harper got because he was 26, about what Machado got because he was 26, Correa is 27. Former number one overall pick, just like Bryce Harper, and a guy who should be getting close. I mean, he's going to get over 200 mil. The Astros offered 160. But I was just thinking today coming into work, about teams that are signing a free agent and giving up a pick. Do you know how important first-round picks can be if you hit? Think about Brian Sabian when he was with the Giants. First-round picks. Lincecum, Posey, Kane, Bumgarner. These are all first-round picks. Look what you can do if you hit on a first-round pick. And I can talk about, you know, Billy Bean with, Jamal Weeks and Bobby Crosby and, you know, these guys made the bigs. It's not like they were busts. But look what you can do if you really hit on first-round picks and how you can build from within. That's why the draft exists. Now, another baseball note as we head to the back nine into the second hour of our show. Well, second 90 minutes. I find it astounding that Freddie Freeman, warrior poet of the Atlanta Braves, who is a Braves lifer, apparently there's a sticking point in the contract for the sixth year. (laughs) He's 37 years old. And, well, I should, I'm sorry. I said that wrong. If it was his sixth year, he would be 37 at the end of it. He's 31. Now, when do you start declining? That's the thing. But I think it's interesting that Freddie Freeman, would he even want to play another six years? I mean, I guess. I I, I guess it's dumb for me to assume now that he's got his ring that maybe, I don't know, maybe I'm thinking about Buster. It's like, I got three rings. I got to wrap this up. But, I mean, all he has to do is play first base and hit. That's one of the best jobs of all time. And he's still near the peak of his skills. And the Braves are quite obviously in a win-now mode. And he's a vital piece and his immense popularity with the fan base. And there's no doubt that a team like the Yankees, who are trying to get Matt Olson, would definitely try and get Freddie Freeman, even though Freeman would be more expensive and older but that the sticking point is the sixth year. Hey, man, if you have leverage, I, I guess you got to use it. Also today hearing uh, from Dan Hayes and Ken Rosenthal of The Athletic that the Twins are very wary of tra- trading uh, Byron Buxton. Is he number two overall? He was either one or two overall when he was drafted. And the Twins had one of the most disappointing seasons because they, you know, were good in 2020 and Rocco Bardelli and then not good. And then they started having a fire sale. 
So, and this is after back-to-back AL Central titles, so maybe they're going to pivot. But the thing about Byron Buxton, who spent so much time in the minors and so much time injured, that he's in his last Arbier. And he is one of the best defensive center fielders there are when he's healthy. But here's the other thing about Byron Buxton. This year he hit 306 with 19 home runs. He finally is the guy that they thought when they drafted him so high. And so Dan Rosenthal, I should say Ken Rosenthal, wrote, quote, Chairman Bill Pollard, according to Major League sources, is reluctant to move Buxton knowing such a decision potentially would upset a fan base tired of seeing the team part with homegrown stars. But the Twins have failed to reach an agreement on a contract extension with Buxton. Their dynamic, yet oft-injured center fielder who is eligible for free agency after the 2022 season, and the chances of the team returning to contention in Buxton's final year under come control appear slim without a single veteran starting pitcher returning to the Cubs club's rotation. Not only is he a fantastic gold glove center fielder, but he's amazing on the base paths as well. And now he actually hits home runs. But here's the thing. Only one time in four years has he played 100 games. And he's about to turn 28 years old. Now, isn't that interesting? Fan base tired of seeing talent traded away? Huh. Uh, (laughs) How about given away? Like David Arias, who would become David Ortiz. Uh, It happens now and then. But... They held on to Joe Maurer. They held on to Justin Morneau. If they, if that fan base thinks that they get rid of young talent, as an A's fan, you don't know what you're talking about. Because if Joe Maurer was on the A's, he wouldn't have stayed, not because he didn't want to, but because they never would have entertained a deal commensurate with his high quality. They never would have paid what he deserved. And I always think you can give a little bit of a discount for a guy who has his friends. He came up through the minors with him. He lives in the area. He married a local girl. They got a house. She's a lawyer downtown. They have two cats. They like it there. And if you say, you like, look, uh, the, uh, the Blue Jays will give you $150 million. We'll give you $135. You know what? All right, I'll take it. We like it here. But if, like, the Blue Jays offer you $150 million, and then the A's come back and say, we'll give you $60 million, <laughs> you sp- of course you spit on that. Or what did they offer Simeon? <clears throat> well, I've got a uh, Lincoln Continental out in the parking lot. You can have that. It just needs an oil change. Um, I've got a yacht. It's dry docked right now. It's not seaworthy, but you can have that. And then we're going to give you Bobby Bonilla money every year on the 4th of July. We're going to give you five grand uh, until you're 300 years old. What do you think about that? So, uh, you know, like whether they trade by, if I was a twins, I would trade Byron Buxton because he's going to walk and they're going to suck next year. That makes sense. So, yeah, don't, but they're worried about the fan base. I wish the A's had owners like that. All right, when we come back, Dan Shaughnessy on the other side.
Furniture Depot. And you, come on in. Couches yes. are flying off the floor at Cheyenne's Furniture Store. Sarah, can you go over to dining sets, please? She needs more sales associates before shoppers take their seats elsewhere. Can somebody get me a price check on trundle beds? Indeed can help her hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. Instant Match instantly connects you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your sponsored job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. Do you own an annuity, either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-760-1845-800-760-1845-800-760-1845. That's 800-760-1845. Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-215-6812. 800-215-6812. That's 800-215-6812. From city streets to back roads. From road warrior to carpooler. There are some things you can always count on. Like the reliability, durability, and power of Die Hard. America's most trusted auto battery. No matter where your journey takes you, count on Die Hard to get you started on the road ahead. Available at your local Advance Auto Parts and participating CarQuest stores. You know, exactly. over time, you know, the more and more you do something, Practice the better you get at it. Just like, you know, you Anything. didn't become this excellent at radio overnight. You Thank know, you. you know exactly when to say we got one minute left. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know? Because I'm so good looking. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Practice makes perfect. must be crazy. Use a D-O-G. And if you was my man, I would have been kicked you out of my house by now. This is what had happened. All right. uh, That's elaborate. Welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you coast to coast and around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. It's great to welcome to this show once again, uh, longtime Boston Globe sports writer Dan Shaughnessy. He has a new book which just came out yesterday from Scribner. It's called Wish It Lasted Forever. 
life with the Larry Bird Celtics. And Dan, first of all, I, I like it when uh, somebody writes a book on something that you kind of think, yeah, we know we covered it, but obviously you have new insights, new personal insights. W- when did you think I have to write another book to really tell this story? Well, I mean, everybody knows the wins and losses and, you know, how it played out and those stats and all that stuff. This is nothing about that. This is sort of a, a, a jump into the way back machine, a time machine piece where, you know, watching the pandemic, a lot of the pandemic inspired a lot of things. I think people probably thought there were going to be a bunch of babies after the pandemic nine months later. But no, you're going to get a bunch of books. So here comes another one. And it was partly inspired by that period when you're you know, we're doing shows like this, and there's no games. There's nothing to mm-hmm. to watch. It was a very dry time in, in sports in our industry. And and then you know, we would set our our watches by the last dance on Sunday night, starting to see right. those those Jordan games in the 80s and 90s. And and then around locally in Boston, we'd be getting the Celtics classics they'd show instead of live sports programming. So I'd be seeing my 28-year-old self sitting at the press table in 1982, 3, 4, 5, 6, covering the Celtics. And in those days, we did sit at the press table right next to the bench because they hadn't figured out yet they could sell those things for thousands of dollars. The lowly media was allowed in that space, and it was a different league. It was a smaller league. And we lived with them, traveled with them, you know, much more moderate hotels, commercial aircraft, waiting for bags. You were just with them all the time. And I noticed when the COVID, you know, when the bubble came up in in the summer of 2020, Anybody who went to report that, you had to pay $60,000 to get in, quarantine for two weeks, and sign a waiver saying you would not approach any athlete or coach you saw away from the facility, which is where we did all of our work back then. And this is nobody's fault, but just the way it's evolved. I mean, the NBA today is a giant moat between the players and the fans. Here in Boston, I can't tell you what's going on with Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, why they're not responding better to the new coach because nobody's there. Nobody can get near them, and that's nobody's fault. But in the in the back in the days when dinosaurs and myself roamed the earth, <laughs> we really got to know them, and we could tell the readers, tell the fans what Larry Bird, Robert Parrish, Kevin McHale are like. And this book is kind of a, a, a love letter to that time when when the writers and the and the and the players were traveling together, and there was a lot of you know breaking of chops, and it just comes out how how funny these guys were, how secure they were in their own skills, and I truly believe that. 85-86 Celtics would translate to today's ball, which is, you know, a bunch of seven-footers, a bunch of long-range marksmen. I talked to Rick Carl, who was on the team, who's still a coach in the league. He tells me that the 85-86 Celtics would translate to today. That team went 50-1 and at home. They had two seven-footers up front, five Hall of Famers. To me, that that's still a, a story that, you know, these guys would, would be able to compete now. I think it's the greatest team ever. People can argue the athleticism and whatnot now, but it's a different game. I found that game more enjoyable, the passing and just uh, the fun and how secure they were in their own greatness. And that's what comes out in this book. You bring up 85, and I remember when I was in college, I was getting ready to go to Europe, and the night before I left was the Memorial Day Massacre. And yeah. It looked like such a mismatch. Well, they score like 150 points, and I go to Europe, and back then all you would get was like the Herald Tribune. I had, right. I had, I had no idea what was going I came back, and they said the Lakers won the series, and I didn't believe my friend. So did you kind of think it was over after game one? Oh, sure. I mean, everybody did. Scott Wedman came off the bench and made 11 out of 11 shots. The guy, <laughs> a, you know, guy was like the eighth man in their rotation, but he was an all-star guy, another guy they had as a weapon. And, and the Lakers won that series in six games. I mean, 
like Jabbar, we made fun of him after that game one. We called him Willie Mays of 73 World Series and get out of here, old man. And, and it lit a fire under him. And they came back. Kareem got his dad to ride the bus with the team, uh, Riley Rules violation, which was allowed. And uh, Pat Riley gave a speech about this is the time for you to dig in. They had been humiliated the year before when they had a better team with Magic Worthy and Kareem and lost to the Celtics. They routed them 137-104 and still lost the series. They lost two overtime games, and Magic choked it away a couple times, and that was the Henderson steal and McHale's takedown of Rambis. And they just they emasculated the Lakers that year. And then they get this blowout the first game the following year. And those Bird-Magic Celtic-Laker finals, that was like the Ali Frazier of the NBA. Mm-hmm. It really was, was just a, a tremendous time that you cannot replicate best of three. And the one you're talking about, when you when you left the country, um, it sure looked like Celtics after game one, and then it just the Lakers won four of the next five. That's how it was. As a long-suffering Golden State Warriors, well, long-suffering until about six yeah. years ago, um, the J.B. Carroll trade and, of course, uh, oh Parrish and the pick from McHale, my question is, and, and maybe this I already know the answer to this, but let's say that trade doesn't happen and Ooh. you have Bird and Ainge and DJ. Are they still... A championship nah. team? Oh, God, no. I mean, Parrish and McHale. I mean, excuse me. Yeah, Parrish and McHale mm-hmm. for Joe Barry Carroll. And that thing traces back to Phyllis George being Miss America. And that thing's a very complicated deal. Dick Vitale's involved in that. He was coaching uh, the Detroit Pistons when they won like 10 games or something. And he's the one that gave the number one pick for Bob McAdoo. The number one pick ended up being Joe Barry Carroll. And and there you go. Red ends up with, with, with Parrish. And Parrish was a throw-in. Kale's the guy they wanted, and they said, well, if we give you the top pick, we'd give us that guy, Parrish, too. And they said, sure. And then Bill Fitch reinvented him. But, no, that changes the course of, I mean, like a lot of Reds deals, that one changes the course of history. And, of course, um, you know, the Celtics ended up, that's the greatest front line in NBA history, Bird, Parrish, McHale. You, you can't beat that. A couple more questions for Dan Shaughnessy, the new book, Wish It Lasted Forever. Uh, you know, as a California guy growing up in the 60s, 70s, and 80s, you would see Red Auerbach chewing on a cigar, and we kind of thought he was sort of like the Al Davis of the, the yeah. Celtics. How much of his, uh, how much was, was he a marionette on this team, and how much of it was he just more like a Jerry West type of an advisor? No, he forged, uh, he built those teams. You know, he won eight on the bench, and then he is GM, and he wins eight more. Mm-hmm. And um, that team, was he stole every starter on that great team. I mean, you know, Ainge was a baseball player. Red took him in the second round. Bird was a junior, draft eligible. Five teams overlooked him. And then you get Parrish and, and McHale for, for Joe Barry Carroll. You get Dennis Johnson for Rick Roby. Wow. And there was a lot of pride for Red. When they first played the Lakers in the finals, you know, the Lakers had guys from UCLA, guys from Arizona, guys from Michigan, guys from Duke. They had, they had blue chippers. Red won with a starting five from Virginia Commonwealth, North Carolina Charlotte, Centenary, Indiana State, <laughs> and uh, I'll come up with the other one. But they were all – and Pepperdine. You know, that's where the five players that started were from. So it's easy to win with blue chippers. Red was able to do it with guys who were in second-tier conferences and just get the most out of everyone. The, the, the old, you know, playing checkers and they're all playing chess, that was him. You know, it's funny, when I, when I mention Ainge, all I think of was when I was in college was the Sedell three hitting Ainge, and he's kind of out on his feet. And if what I remember, I think three got a, a $2,000 fine and Ainge was a $1,000 fine. <laughs> it's, a, <laughs> it's a different time. Everybody hated Danny. Well, go back and look at when Rambus gets gets you know taken down by McHale 
on that breakaway, which was just that was after they lost 137-104, and they said no more layups, no more dunk fest. And Mikhail wasn't a tough guy. They just Rambus's foot almost hits the rim on that thing. He gets upended to such a degree. And today, Mikhail in the book, he says, yeah, I'd be suspended for a year for that. When it happened that day, it was two free throws, and we're going down the other way. That was it. <laughs> you know, Bill Burr likes to say that uh, when Mikhail was running the uh, the Wolves, he gave KG uh, to the Celtics just as a, <laughs> just as a favor. Do you, you know, he says he basically, uh, the Celtics gave up nothing, in quotes. Uh, do you think that was a little inside job? Well, Al Jefferson didn't really amount to Kevin Garnett. That's a fact. But it's funny, you go back, because Red Auerbach used to tease Ainge about his Mormon religion. He'd say, Danny, how many wives you got? And, you know, they had the whole running jokes going. And Danny would be playing cards with McHale and Bird. And Red would say, he'd say, Danny, I thought gambling, I thought that was against the rules of the religion as well. And Danny would point to McHale and Bird and say, Red, it's not gambling against these guys. And lo and behold, like 25 years later, Danny's GM of the Celtics, succeeding Red, McHale's GM of the Timberwolves, and once again, Danny makes a deal that wasn't even gambling, and he got another championship out of that. Great stuff, and you know, when I think about some of the guys, the the, the bench players on that team, one of the, my favorite players, just mostly because of his name, but just he was he was kind of like, because I love Larry Smith on the Warriors, and he was kind of like that that rock in the paint, and that's Cornbread Maxwell. <laughs> like, what, what did he mean to that team? Because he was a guy that doesn't get the love I think he deserves. Max, I mean, he's he's a legend. He's the best quote in the book, and he just he lets it all hang out in this thing. And one of the great – he was MVP of the finals in 81 when Bird wins the first one that Bird ever won. Max is MVP. When they go to Game 7 against the Lakers in Game 84, Max leads everybody with 24 points. That's a game that's got six Hall of Famers in it. You know, Worthy, Kareem, Magic, Kale, Bird, DJ, Parrish, seven Hall of Famers. And, and, and Max gets 24, leads all scorers. But he was forever – he always feels slighted, and in 81, the NBA was so small, you know, finals are on tape delay, and not even in prime time, and uh, Max got a Seiko watch for being MVP of the finals, <laughs> and then, of course, they started giving the cars away, and Max was like, what is going on with this? I came out of the New York Statler expecting a car with a bow on it, and there was a cab waiting for me with my Seiko watch in it, and he, would, he brings that thing around to show it to Tatum and Brown, and he says, this is what the league was like 40 years ago, man, and he's still bitter about not getting his car. <laughs> Dan, when you took a look back, and you think you know all the stories, but when you write a book like this, you're going to hear some new ones. What are some of the like more eyebrow-raising stories you heard for the first time? Well, just, I mean, I lived it, so it wasn't like hearing a whole lot for the first time, because I lived it, but you're hearing it for the first time, because I'm here to tell you. I mean, you know, Larry took me for $160 in a free-throw shooting contest after practice one day. You know, stupid me agreeing to it, but he had tape on his hand during practice, because he had messed up his hand in a barroom fight, of course. And I'm like, you can't play with tape on your hand against the Sixers in the conference finals tomorrow night. He goes, Scoop. They call me Scoop. I said, Scoop, I could tape my whole hand up make more shots than you. And he had clearly done this before. So he, he, they, they taped his, his right hand like a, like a boxing glove. There was no thumb, just a shot put. He had a shot put him. He made 86 out of 100. We did rounds of 10. I started choking. It was $5 going through the air every time I let go of one. And I uh, owed him 160 I come to the gym the next night. I give him 820s. He sticks it in his sock and plays the whole night with my money in his, his Converse All-Star. <laughs> oh, you can't make that stuff up, and this is why you got to pick up Dan Shaughnessy's new book from Scribner. It's called Wish It Lasted Forever, Life with the Larry Bird Celtics. Dan, congratulations on the book, and uh, thanks for coming by today. Enjoyed it so much. Thanks for having me. All right, I'm Rick Tittle. Come on back on Byline.
What are you so happy about? I'm on the pill. Aren't you two a bit old to worry about having more kids? Not her. Me. Uh, you lost me there, buddy. Steel man pills. Things weren't always looking up if you catch my drift. So, my doctor prescribed me a little something. Like Viagra? Yeah, but that's expensive, and it wasn't covered by my insurance. Steel man pills cost me less than three bucks a pill, and virtually the same effect. I just called and got over 40 pills for only $99. I have this friend who might be looking and... Well, if your friend wants some help, the consultation is free over the phone. No clinic. Steel Man Pills sends it in the mail in a confidential package. I'm on it. I mean, my friend will be on it. Steel Man Pills. Going the extra mile to help men with erectile dysfunction. 800-399-3691. That's 800-399-3691. Do you need to sell your home? If you've sold a home before, you remember how stressful and expensive it was. Sold.com is here to help you sell your home for the most money and with the least amount of stress. There are new ways to sell your home that you've never heard of before. Did you know there are companies who will offer you cash for your home? Did you know you could trade in your home for a new one? Did you know there are realtors who will sell your home for a flat fee instead of an expensive commission? It's true. Sold.com services are free. So if you're looking to sell, make this free phone call right now and learn how your next home sale can be faster and easier than you ever thought possible. Pick up your cell phone and call right now. 800-449-1759-800-449-1759-800-449-1759. Again, that's 800-449-1759. Hello? You there in the car. Listen, if I was a cop, I'd pull you over and ask to see your insurance. Woo, I bet that would scare the heck out of you. (laughs) But seriously, I still want you to get your insurance papers out. Whoa, that's ridiculous. Look, we all have cars. That means insurance. But newsflash, you don't have to pay a fortune for it. What smart people all over the United States are doing is saving hundreds of dollars hauling AIS insurance. Some of you could be saving up to $600 a year. Maybe with an extra 600 you can get your car washed at least once a month. I mean, come on, look at it. Look, my job is to help you save money on your car insurance. So pick up the phone, call AIS Insurance right now, and get your car washed, please. 800-756-3744. 800-756-3744. 800-756-3744. That's 800-756-3744. You're so ugly, you could be a modern art I'm 33% sure Rick Tittle is the father of my child, but I'm 100% sure Rick Tittle is a jackass. Thank you for that. You know, I was just thinking about Dan Shaughnessy said Red Auerbach making fun of Danny Ainge being a Mormon. Where are your four wives at? See, in my mind, 
that's just ribbing, right? And then you just kind of like, and if you knew the guy wasn't evil, you just kind of took it, and then you attacked him, and then you would say, well, you know, since you're bald and fat and ugly, you know, you just, it's just good-natured ribbing. Nowadays, that doesn't exist. We have the death of irreverence. Everything has to be revered now. And if you said that, you would get immediately fired because you made fun of somebody's religion, <clears throat> right? That's just the way it would go. And um, what's funny, too, in baseball, I remember um, when the Dodgers were great uh, under Lasorda and uh, in the early days with Lopes and Say and Baker and those guys. Don Sutton, one time in the locker room, this is a famous story in the clubhouse, he was making fun of Steve Garvey, calling him Catholic boy, Catholic boy, saying, oh, Catholic boy doesn't drink, and Catholic boy doesn't like girls. And then Garvey went over and whipped his behind, <laughs> like beat the hell out of Don Sutton. And the irony is there, I think Steve Garvey was kind of like Tiger Woods, if you know what I mean. <clears throat> uh, but, uh, yeah, and just... Uh, you know, it's like your 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 people are petrified to to laugh at anything that might be considered the least bit. Uh, I just think there's a fine line in between making fun of somebody and then just good natured ribbing. But I don't, I don't think that exists anymore. You got to be really careful with it, and that's why I like these private text messages between friends, and then they get out, or a private email between friends, and then they get out. If I ever say anything to a friend that gets out that offends someone, the only person I would ever apologize to is the person I wrote it to. If they said that offended me, I'm like, I'm really sorry. But to apologize to a mass of strangers to whom it wasn't intended, I would never, I don't care how many times I got fired from whatever, I would never apologize. That's not for you. But that's not how it works now. Rick, what are you hiding? I know I'm the biggest Nazi when I get home. No. I have a swastika tattoo on my back. Just kidding. Rick, you can't kid about those things. Too late. We have another hour together. Come on back. Radio News with Lance Pry. A jury of 12 people are deliberating again Wednesday morning in the Kyle Rittenhouse trial for fatally shooting two people and wounding another attacking him during last year's riots in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Harvard Law Professor Alan Dershowitz on Newsmax. You know, you don't have to be a Second Amendment advocate to understand that a person does have the right of self-defense with a gun against a fist. Many law experts around the country are saying the prosecution failed to present their case against Mr. Rittenhouse. The state presented a case that Kyle was a vigilante on a shooting rampage. President Biden has called the young man a white supremacist. Oklahoma Attorney General John O'Connor, along with 11 other state attorneys general, filed a new lawsuit asking a federal court to stop the Biden administration's vaccine mandate for health care workers. O'Connor says the mandate will burden the health care sector and patient well-being in Oklahoma. USA Radio News. 
awesome and amazing day, man. This is John Jubilee with EnergizedHealth.com. That's right. Write that down after you get off of this ad. EnergizedHealth.com. Because this is your moment to change your life. Intelligent men are skeptical. I want you to be skeptical, but I want you to go check this out today. We have a breakthrough science that is so powerful that hundreds of doctors have changed their life. They recommend it to their patients, physicians to U.S. presidents, leading scientists across the world because it works. Intercellular hydration pushes all the toxins out of your body. It pushes all inflammation out of your body, can cause your brain to have double the function, men, double. Your testosterone level could rise. 500 points naturally you can wake up every morning like a teenage boy again and lose 30 to 40 pounds of solid fat every month be skeptical but go check this out today at energizehealth.com that's energizehealth.com after attorney general merrick garland under oath said parents were not being targeted as domestic terrorists A whistleblower's email on Tuesday paints a different picture. House Republicans obtained whistleblower documents showing the FBI used the counterterrorism unit to add threat tags to parents raising concerns about critical race theory to school boards. This contradicts Merrick Garland's sworn October testimony before Congress. Any circumstance in which the Patriot Act would be used in the circumstances uh, of parents complaining about their children, nor can I imagine a circumstance where they would be labeled as domestic terrorism. The whistleblower provided an FBI email dated October 20th, one day before Garland testified before Congress, sent on behalf of the FBI's assistant director and the assistant director for the criminal division. From the USA Radio News, West Texas Bureau, I'm Brad Bernards. We are USA Radio News. Now you can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800-215-5141. 800-215-5141. That's 800-215-5141. After an FBI whistleblower released an October 20 memo of the House Judiciary Committee Tuesday, ranking member, Republican representative from Ohio Jim Jordan told Newsmax that the FBI is actively spying on parents attending school board meetings throughout the country and tagging them for possible investigations and prosecutions. Just when you think it can't get any worse, we find out the FBI, as we speak, the FBI is spying on parents, as you rightly said, categorizing parents who are showing up at school board meetings. This is um, this is scary what they're doing. Well, we're going to continue to ask questions. Look, th- this memo went out on October 20th, one day before Merrick Garland came in front of our committee and testified. So this memo goes out doing exactly what we just described. And the next day when we asked Merrick Garland, what's going on? Are FBI agents showing up at school board meetings? What are you doing? How's this? He basically disagreed with what the very memo that came from not just anybody in the FBI, but the counterterrorism unit. But the very day before he talks to us, before he answers in the way he did, we have this memo that goes out to the uh, the FBI agents around the country talking about the threat tag and categorizing and labeling parents in this way. You know what it reminded me of? When I saw this information that we got from the whistleblower, when I saw this, it reminded me of what the IRS did eight, nine, ten years ago when they had the BOLO list, the be on the lookout list. If you have groups who are using these terms, doing these things, we're going to examine them. We're not going to give them the tax exempt status they're applying for. That's exactly what it reminded me of. They were spying on people, using the IRS to do it then. Now they're using the FBI. Lance Pry, USA Radio News. 
You love your dog. Is something bothering him or her and you can't figure out what it is? Maybe they seem slow or lethargic. And maybe they just don't have energy. Wouldn't you like your dog to be living their very best life? PetJoy offers a money-back guarantee on all of its products. If your dog won't eat it or you don't see the results you want, just let us know and we'll make it right. Totally risk-free. What do you have to lose? You can't buy PetJoy multivitamins in a store. The only way you can get them is through this unique radio offer. And if you call right now, learn how to get two bottles free with your order. Turn your dog's life around and make him or her a happy camper. Ain't that right, boy? He said call PetJoy right now. 800-846-2153. 800-846-2153. That's 800-846-2153. Rick Tittle knows his sports. I hate that guy. I love that guy. Oh my gosh, he's so fine. Rick Tittle brings home the bacon, fries it up in a pan, and then he eats it. Ricky T in the hizzle for shizzle, biznatch. Thank you for that. Welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you. Simon Holden, our prognosticator for againstthenumber.com segment, which is at 11.12, most shows. Join us from England talk a little golf. We also have co-directors of Anything is Possible, which is a Showtime doc. They say doc when you're cool. Documentary on Kevin Garnett. It's Eric Newman and Dan Levin. But... Just for fun, not fun, haha, but uh, getting the latest odds on coaches to be fired in the NFL. Matt Nagy is the favorite to get fired right now. Interesting in Chicago. Then Urban Meyer, the Jacks, Vic Fangio, Joe Judge, Mike Zimmer, David Culley, Dan Campbell, and Brian Flores. I don't think Brian Flores is going to get fired. He's, by the way, the only one. He's the the um, the highest odds. He's coming in at uh, twenty five to one. But uh, you know, you, you can take bets on will Cam Newton be a Panther next year? Next year, uh, will Mac Jones break Dak Prescott's rookie completion percentage of sixty seven point seven six? Right now, his completion percentage is 69%. You'd say, oh, wow, I didn't know that. But anyway, the odds um, have come in as well on, uh, on national champions in, the, uh, in college. And as you might imagine, uh, Georgia is number one. The, the playoffs, playoffs, the playoffs are still the same four teams. I mean, it's just, I, I, don't, I don't see how Cincinnati is going to get up there. And I'm not a champion for Cincinnati getting up there, quite honestly, unless there's a two-loss team. If Alabama is in there with two losses, then something is definitely broken. <laughs> All right, 1-800-878-PLAY is the number to participate. 1-800-878-7529 is how you get in and how you get heard. You can write me an email, rick at sportsbyline.com. You can listen to the shows at sportsbyline.com as they stream along. And the Twitter is at Rick Tittle. Come on back. 
When others treat your fries as an afterthought, all you're left with are cold, soggy fries. That's why Wendy's new fries are ones you won't forget. Guaranteed to be hot and crispy or we'll replace them. We're talking natural cut skin on fries, perfectly seasoned with a hint of sea salt. In fact, they're even preferred almost two to one over McDonald's. These are fries so hot and crispy, they beg a new question. What would you like with your fries? Try them today, only at Wendy's. At participating U.S. Wendy's, taste preference based on a national taste test by an independent research company. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly 100 years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and -and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorns Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. Trade pros, whether you specialize in service or new construction, Ferguson knows firsthand how much work goes into a long day on the job, which is why we're committed to offering the products and solutions to get every job done right. With over a 1,000 locations, an unmatched selection of specialty products, tools, and supplies, our pro pickup and Samer next day delivery, you can trust that doing business with Ferguson will be the easiest part of your hard day's work. Visit ferguson.com to find a counter location near you. Right now, sports betting is the fastest growing industry in the world. To consistently cash tickets at the sports books, it's best to be armed with the right plays from the best sports bettors in the business. That's what you'll get at AgainstTheNumber.com. At AgainstTheNumber.com, you'll get specialists with decades of experience betting multiple sports at a high level and many sports-specific packages from the NFL to college basketball to cricket to soccer to the European tour that gives you a consistent edge on the sports book. For a highly skilled, reasonably priced team of premium sports handicappers focused on one thing and one thing only, beating the books at their own game. Visit AgainstTheNumber.com. That's AgainstTheNumber.com. Titillating Sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a genius. The best show ever. He's so wonderful. Genius. The best show ever. He's so wonderful. Titillating Sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a key so handsome. He's a genius. All right, hey, thanks for that. Hour three underway, and it is time for our AgainstTheNumber.com segment, which is, deep breath, a highly skilled team of premium sports handicappers focused on one thing and one thing only, beating the sports books at their own game. They cover every sport worldwide, from the NFL to college basketball to soccer to cricket to tennis to European hockey, and all of them are proven winners. 
They offer full season, end of current season, one month, one week, one day, and one year specialist specific packages. Their prices are reasonable. Their tracking and distribution process is simple, and the results are real. And we welcome back to the show our friend Simon Holden across the pond in Blighty, and uh, he likes to talk uh, a little bit of uh, golf. Simon, welcome back to the show. And I guess this uh, RSM Classic down here at St. Simon's Island in Georgia, Georgia, Georgia. This is the final PGA Tour event, so does that mean it's the last chance to qualify for next year's Masters? Uh, good evening, Rick. Uh, no, actually, no. There, there will be many, many more uh, opportunities for that, and you can you can make the top 50 and guarantee yourself in, but there are some uh, bonus events where you can win win and you're in kind of thing, but there, there will be pressure to... Uh, to keep those rankings up in the top 50. Uh, and, of course, Rick, it would be remiss of me to not mention that Jason Pokrak, our 50-1 to 1 monster winner, will not have to worry about being in the Masters next year now. That's something that you got right on the nose, didn't you? Yes, yes, we did uh, a 50-1. to 1. Uh, Pokrak uh, come back to form to win the Houston Open last week. But that was then, this is now, and, of course, that was just two weeks on, Rick, from me going one and two, the ultimate golf wagering, with uh, Matsuyama winning and Brendan Steele finishing second at a huge price at the Zozo in Japan. So wherever they are in the world, I am coming for you. <laughs> Matsuyama, who went to college in my hometown. How, how are you able to, Simon, look at a young Ricky Fowler, a young Tommy Fleetwood, and pick him out of a crowd of hundreds to say, that's the guy. Well, that's the trick. I mean, of course, we look at stats, we look at uh, the youth game, we look at the players that are winning things like the World Amateur Championship, which of course Bryson DeChambeau did, and I was one of the first handicappers to pick up on Bryson. Same with, uh, with Tommy Fleet with a brilliant amateur career. But of course, many amateurs don't go on to make it in the pro game. Uh, but these guys just have that little bit of self-belief and hunger. And if you spot it early, the key is to spot it before 99% of other people do. And that, that's where the uh, that's where the big uh, dollars are. Rick. So it's just instinct and, of course, stats. And the uh, the harder you work at the stats, the more you look at the instinctive side of, of uh, players and the psychology. That's why golf is such a wonderful game, because it's played by people simple, but no one has ever mastered it. No, they haven't. The RSM Classic, uh, as I mentioned, which will be getting underway tomorrow, a lot of people think Scotty Scheffler is the guy here, and a lot of people think maybe Webb Simpson. What are you thinking? Um, I wouldn't put anybody off those players. Um, Webb Simpson comes here not in the great form, so I would overlook him. Scotty Scheffler must be the greatest player to never win on the PGA Tour there's ever been. Um, once he crosses that threshold, he will be a multiple winner. But you have to think, Rick, he's a very short price for somebody who hasn't won. Uh, I much prefer the chances on the win part of the Australian Cameron Smith, a guy who has um, gone deep into several majors this year. Australian, he's grown up playing the uh, island seaside type courses. He can knock the ball down if need be if the wind blows. He can knock it high if the wind doesn't blow. And he comes here full of 
Well, when you think about the wind, yeah, some of those ball strikers, like I was looking at one long shot that some people think might be worth a punt or a flutter, as you would say, and what do you think about Russell Henley? Oh, yeah, comes here a great ball. And you see, this is a very strange week, Rich, because this course is very short in terms of PGA standards. So this is a place where in the past, veterans, short hitters, players who on most weeks are just bombed out of it, can of course do. Now, Henley's not a long hitter, but he comes here in great form, plays well in uh, windy conditions. And you start to look at people like Kevin Kistner, who when he comes to these type of short courses, repeat. And that's what we're looking for in Wager. We're looking for players that have been given these circumstances before and have uh, hit the front five. And I think this is a way to avoid recent form and look for specialist form on these short courses or these island courses. Do you think, you know, they always say when you bet, leave your heart in the car and, you know, just bet with your mind. But when you, I, I heard somebody say, you know, I thought Jonathan Vegas would be more like a 50 to one. But the fact that he's a 66 to one, now I got to put money on him. Do you ever let the odds pick your, where your money gets wagered? Yes, I think you have to. I think you have to take the person out of it and look at the price. Um, I don't think Vegas is big enough. But if you start with the start to get to 80, around the 100 to 1 mark, then I think he's got to stir that interest. Um, so, yeah, every player has a price. I mean, the, the outsider of the whole field, if I offered you 10 million to 1, you'd take it, even though he has no chance. How excited are you about the match, the grudge match, I should call it, between Kepka and DeChambeau coming up here around Thanksgiving? Oh, very. I mean, I have always been the opinion, Rick, that this has been a slightly manufactured grudge. These are two young players. They're in the media, social media age. They've got huge advertising contracts. I wonder how much of this grudge is genuine. I think they're not natural best friends, but I think we saw it the Ryder Cup. However, they will play the, Bryson will play the pantomime villain. I think he will beat Hector on current form. And, of course, for the loser, then, the grudge can continue going into next year's majors. The winners, of course, are the PGA, which whenever these... Can you imagine the next time in a big event these two go out in the last two on Sunday with? The ratings will be through the roof. How many times have you seen Dick Whittington at Christmas Panto? Um, probably more time than you've seen first. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I've seen Spurs. No, I've, I've seen Spurs yeah. in person. That's something I want to ask. I've seen them in person many, many times. Old White Hart Lane, new I new Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. But now that Conte has gotten rid of ketchup and and mayonnaise, we're we're going to be great, right? Well, let me tell you, Rick. I am attending with that great sports professor uh, Nigel Seeley. I am attending Spurs v Leeds on Sunday, so I will give you a full review, my friend. Yes, and uh, you know, it's if you think about when David O'Leary was at Leeds and they were in the semifinals of the Champions League, and you know, do you, do you feel like things at Elland Road, it's like a sleeping giant, or the Leeds will kind of be a yo-yo team? Um, well, I think that they probably were a little overhyped after a good first year back in, mm-hmm. but without upsetting you, it because I want to be back on the show regularly. I do think Leeds. Mm-hmm. may well cause a shot on Sunday and win at the new Spurs ground. Fair enough. 
listen, I'm a Tottenham fan. I uh, they've never won the title in my life. Fifty-one and sixty-one. That's it. Bill Nick, yeah. the double. You know the good old days. Yes, yes. Well, long before my time, but I've seen the old black and white films of Spurs winning things. <laughs> and, uh, who knows, Rick? The world spins. It may come round again. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be this this year, buddy. Well, we had lasagna gate at at Upton Park, and now we have ketchup and mayo gate. All I know is, I mean, if you look at at uh, Bergvine and and Kane hitting all those goals in, I know they were against some minnows, but uh, son, uh, that's all they have to do is just get rid of those condiments. I guess maybe next, get rid of the brown sauce. Well, maybe. But what I can tell you is, if you go to againstthenumber.com on Friday, I will be releasing a five or six game parlay Premier League games Saturday and Sunday, including the Spurs League game. Now, if that doesn't uh, warrant a visit to the site, whatever sauce you want to have in front of you when you go on, it's not my concern. But just get there on on Friday and I will release a big parlay for the Premier League. So return after these boring international matches. The Premier League is back, Rick. Yeah, I hate the international break unless it's, you know, World oh, Cup. It. Yeah, it's it's awful. But if all you punters out there, you heard it, against the number dot com, Simon Holden, it ain't a play unless it's a parlay. That's what I always say. Simon, cheers, mate. Brilliant, Rick. I shall review you Sunday. Have a fantastic week, everyone. All right, you too. I'm Rick Tittle. Come on back with some open lines. the news be prepared to pay more taxes then if you owe back taxes or haven't filed in a few years get ready the irs the largest collection agency in the world will be coming after you with the power to collect taxes by any means they want to hey they can freeze your bank account your passport even padlock your business oh good times look if the irs claims you owe them five thousand or more in back taxes and they're coming after you don't panic call my friends at get a tax lawyer first Their job is to negotiate with the IRS and save you money. They're experts at it. That's all they do. And you can trust them. In some cases, they have reduced a $50,000 tax bill to less than $1,000. If you owe the IRS $5,000 or more in back taxes, call now for a free consultation. Call 800-732-9635. 800-732-9635. 800-732-9635. That's 800-732-9635. I am a non-attorney spokesperson representing a team of lawyers who've helped people that have been injured or wronged. If you've had a revision or removal surgery of a hernia mesh implant after 2008, pay close attention to this message. Hernia mesh manufacturers have recalled some of the mesh material that may have been used in your surgery due to high failure rate. The FDA has even blamed the recalled mesh material for some of the worst of the health issues reported by doctors and patients. If you've had two or more hernia surgeries for the same issue and you're having severe complications, call the legal helpline now. You could receive a free cash award and have your medical expenses covered. And there's no upfront cost to you. They only get paid if you win. So please call now. 800-817-2968. 800-817-2968. 
That's 800-817-2968. When you want to protect your IRA or 401k, don't trust it to just anyone's hands. It's your money. You earned it, and you deserve the best protection available. That's where Augusta Precious Metals comes in. We've provided gold and silver IRAs to thousands of Americans, including Joe Montana himself, the Hall of Fame quarterback. Augusta is trusted by all these people because we have a simple process requiring little more than a phone call to book an appointment for a one-on-one web conference on the benefits of buying gold inside your IRA. Our objective, to educate you on the economy and on the way Americans are using gold as an important part of their wealth protection plans. So do what Joe Montana did. Protect your IRA with gold and silver. Call Augusta Precious Metals right now. 800 251 Rick Tittle is a majestic stallion. All right. Thank you for that. And uh, welcome back to the program. We have uh, open lines this segment. That means feel free to chime in. Questions, comments, or concerns. Football, basketball, baseball, hockey, cigar. 1-800-878-PLAY. I remember I was a guest on, this was a long time ago, Astros pregame. And the guy goes, can you do that thing, the, the riff? I was like, what? You know where you go, football, blah, blah, blah. Can you just do that for everybody? I was like, oh, my gosh, this is getting out of hand. So I'm on Houston radio going, football, basketball, baseball. But that's what I get. I mean, I do do that sometimes. Um, there was a, a little war of words uh, between Rex Ryan. It's really 90% Rex Ryan and 10% Robert Sala, the coach of the Jets, I don't know if you watch that show in New York City. They're like right on the, the, the right on the river out the window, and it's a woman who usually wears like leopard print <clears throat> stuff. <laughs> like seriously, like this, like this really bizarre like nightclub leopard print stuff. And then you got Rex Ryan, Randy Moss, and Matt Hasselbeck. Is that NFL Network? Uh, whatever it is. Uh what they do is they uh, maybe it's ESPN actually, but whatever. You got to say something, <clears throat> right? Otherwise, why are you there? And Rex Ryan usually says something. There's no doubt. And the Jets are two and seven, and they have a four-game stretch where they've given up 175 points. So a couple days ago, Ryan put Robert Sala in the cross crosshairs, and he called him out. Uh, Ryan said. I look at it as this defense is abysmal. Bart Scott was telling that to me. Oh, no, their defense is playing hard. I'm like, what? No, they don't. This is a horrendous defense. Now they're going to use 
well, now we don't have our safety. So what? Everybody has a million injuries, let alone above average safety you're missing. I remember playing without five corners. It never looked like this. We were fifth in the league in defense that year. Statistically, one time, they were like a top defense. Here is one thing they're going to be familiar with. Four out of five years, the 49ers were dead last in their division. So he's going to be dead last again. So he's used to that. Hmm. He was the D.C. in San Francisco. But then a lot of people were saying that Robert Sala was a lot like Rex Ryan when they got hired. And that Rex Ryan took a rookie first-round quarterback when he arrived in Mark Sanchez. But, of course, they went to the AFC Championship game. So Ryan said, quote, I'm a little pissed off about it that this guy, his background's a lot like yours. No, it isn't. No, it isn't. Quit trying to tell the New York fan base that he's going to be like me as a defensive-minded guy or whatever. I have a clue how to handle a rookie quarterback. I also never got my butt kicked like this in a four-game stretch ever. Never made excuse and never put a product out there like this. Wow. So um, Robert Sala uh, was on the Michael K show and uh, in New York, and he said he's always got something to say. Obviously, if it's that personal for him, he knows where to find me. That's all Robert Sala said. Yeah. So, I mean, look, that is some blowhard jackassery from Rex Ryan. (laughs) There's no doubt. But then Robert Sala's brother, David Sala, tweets out, Rex Ryan took over a good Mangini roster, won with it first two years, and lost with his own roster every year after. The only person making comparisons is you in an effort to stay relevant. Stick to podiatry and eating cheeseburgers, clown. Hmm. The Twitter war. Well, the the whole podiatry thing, I guess Rex Ryan has some kind of like foot fetish, which is fine, except that we know about it, so it's not fine. And there was that horrible video with his wife sitting in the car with her feet sticking out the window. And he's going, oh, look at that. I'm like, ew. Gnarly. All right. (laughs) As I jump around the league here, um, for those of you who are Brett Favre fans, uh, apparently yesterday was the deadline to pay $228,000 in interest that he owes the state of Mississippi in a welfare case. And what happened was it was a public speaking contract that he never fulfilled with the Temporary Assistance for Needy Families program. Now, you'd think, wait, why don't you just take the money you're going to give Brett Favre and give it to the needy families? Well, you're trying to raise money. I mentioned um, yesterday I did the Wounded Warriors radio program uh, before Super Bowl 50. John Lennon and I were out there for 95 cents of the game. It was at College of San Mateo. And they had some celebrities that tried to uh, beef up, you know, ticket sales. Snoop Dogg came out late. The game was like halfway over. He walked out onto the field. He threw a pass, and then he got back in his car, and he left. He was there for five minutes, not even five minutes, three minutes. 
And I remember the, the organizer of the event said, we paid Snoop, I don't want to say how much it was, but we paid Snoop Day, Snoop Dogg, it was several thousand dollars, to drum up tickets, and he came for three minutes. Yeah. But, uh, so, <clears throat> I don't know. Do you care that Brett Favre missed his payments? Uh, actually, that's kind of a, a retired player who, and this isn't even about football, so let's move on. Vince is on the horn. I got a couple minutes. What's up, Vince? Yeah, the first thing I like to say is um, I'm, you know, I'm so glad the Warriors didn't take Devon or David and Mitchell, and they took Kamenga. I'm probably pronouncing it wrong, but uh, he's really. I mean, the last three or four games, he's played a lot, and he's played really. I, I'm shocked about his defense. That you don't turn around, you don't teach that. He's really good defensively. His shot needs to be worked on. But I remember Clay when he first came up. His shot needs. It took him two, three years. But he would be smart enough to know that, so he takes the ball to the hole a lot and scores that way. I mean, he's going to be a fantastic player. I mean, I, I'm just shocked. I, did you know he was going to be that good? I mean, cause what, I'm, I'm when they when they drafted him, I was like, who? And then I watched the highlights from the uh, the G League with that Ignite team in Walnut Creek. And uh, once I saw those highlights, I was I even tweeted it. I'm like, I feel really good about this pick now that I've seen him. Yeah, I mean, that's the biggest surprise. The other pick they got, the, first, the other first round, I mean, it's too early to tell for him. You know, he's just, you know, getting a few minutes here and there. But, I mean, uh, and the other thing is, uh, their, other, their center, I guess, uh, uh, not Wiggins, uh, is it Wiggins? Yeah, that uh, they drafted. I thought he was supposed to be back in October, and I heard he's playing three-on-three three still. Clay's five-on-five. Five. Is Clay going to be back before this guy? They I think mean, they I, think Clay. Well, Clay was supposed to be Christmas, and now they think that it'll be before Christmas. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know about I don't know about Wiggins. Is he going to be okay? I mean, I mean, I I still think he's going to be a great basketball player, but it, it's just healing a lot slower than I thought. I mean, like I said, when they originally said his injury, they were saying like you know opening day or shortly after. Then they're saying like October. Now we're in the middle of November, and I just still. I mean, he's not even on the road trip. I, I mean, I'm getting worried. I mean, he's, he is going to be okay, isn't he? Or uh, yeah, I don't think his career is ending. He's just a kid. But, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. we were kind of hoping he would come in and set the world on fire, and it hasn't happened yet. I mean, what did he play, five college yeah. games? I know. I mean, I, 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 it's going to be this year, year be a uh, learning. You know, the other guy that's really turned out to be good that uh, the Warriors drafted a first-round pick was Looney. I mean, that was like a few years ago. That was a late first round. But he's turned out to be a really good, solid center for them. I mean, I – so I'm glad we got Looney, to, you know, you know, to proceed forward. But I said at the beginning of the season, I really think the Warriors are going to win the uh, the championship. I'm I'm so far ahead of that. You now I I think there's no doubt. I mean, because you got Clay coming back. I mean, what are the Warriors going to be when Clay comes back? I mean, he's going to be awesome. I mean, he doesn't even have to play defense because they got all the other guys to play defense. He could just concentrate on his shooting. I mean, I just I don't think who's going to stop the Warriors. You think? Well, I mean, it's so early. Um, it just depends on uh, injuries, and, uh, you know, it, it really just depends on Steph because if Steph doesn't play, I mean, we're an eight seed. So as yeah, long as yeah, as long as Steph's that. out there, it's, it's a party when he's playing. Yeah, Steph to me is – I mean, and I, I, he reminds me so much of Michael Jordan. I mean, obviously they're different players, but he's just like the team. I mean, he's like – he's so good. I mean, uh, LeBron, I think, is, is falling now. He, he was a great player for quite a few years. He's not the same. I think the Lakers are, are toast. Yeah. Um, hey, I got to run. The, the, the music is playing, Vince. I appreciate the call, my man. Come on back on Byline. Privacy.
Attention to anyone that's written a book or wants to write a book. The process is not that complicated. Take a first step. Even if you write a page a day, you'll build momentum and your book will become a reality. The hard part is getting it published. That's when you need to call Page Publishing. They've got hundreds and hundreds of thank yous from different new authors, just like you. They make the process of publishing your new book and getting it sold online a simple process. You can learn how simple it is right now by calling for your free page publishing new author submission kit one quick three-minute phone call that's all it takes to get free information and learn how you can get your book published pick up your phone right now and call us 24 hours a day at this number 800-603-0885 that's 800-603-0885 Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go and pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at Low Cost Airlines. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. That's 800-754-4531. Do you have a home that you don't want anymore? We can buy it from you within 24 hours, any home, size, or condition. For over 20 years, we've been buying homes for cash and helping homeowners sell their homes immediately with no listings or strangers walking through your home. Are you moving? Did you lose your job? Going through a divorce? Whatever the reason, if you're in a bind and you know that you need to sell your house fast, call the expert team at I Need to Sell My House Fast. We'll make you a serious cash offer to buy your home in 24 hours and let you walk away from it. No listing, no waiting. Sell any home, any size, any condition now. Call the expert team at I Need to Sell My House Fast. Make this free call now. 800-306-1760-800-306-1760-800-306-1760. That's 800-306-1760. It doesn't really matter. I, uh, I don't like my job, and uh, I don't think I'm going to go anymore. Tittle thinks there's a direct correlation between dogs and lightning. 
Thank you for that. Welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you coast to coast and around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. It's great to be joined by filmmakers Eric Newman and Dan Levin. They're here to talk about their uh, new film, which is on Showtime, called Anything is Possible, about uh, Kevin Garnett. And um, let's start with you, Eric. Uh, When I think of KG, it always is a little bit of a pain uh, for me as a Warrior fan, long-suffering until about six years ago, that the Warriors had the number one overall pick and took Joe Smith, and the next five guys were all all-stars, and Garnett goes to the Hall of Fame. But, uh, you know, he was the high school kid, and the T-Wolves took a chance at five overall. What In that draft, were there, you know, when you look at the Clippers and the Warriors, the Sixers in and, and Washington, do, how close were they to taking the kid? I don't think any of them at the time had enough confidence to be the first one to take the high school kid. And I think uh, a guy like Kevin McHale, who had so much NBA experience and, of course, was the GM of the Timberwolves and from Minnesota, uh, he saw something very special in Kevin, as did, of course, Isaiah Thomas, who at the time was the GM from the Raptors, which he shares in the film, who had the seventh pick. So it was just a question of, you know, who was going to have the – the moxie and the courage to take a chance on a high school kid when, you know, there hadn't been a high school player to go straight to the league since the mid seventies with Dawkins, Bill Willoughby, and of course, uh, Moses Malone the year before them in the ABA. So my condolences for you thinking about her from that, uh, that warrior's <laughs> lens, but, uh, you know, it's always a fun exercise to go back and do a redraft, but you know, the fact that he went five when a high school guy hadn't gone for 20 years is, is pretty astounding when you think about it. And then you think about Khan there taking two point guards before Steph Curry in their draft. So I guess it all kind of turns around. <laughs> full circle. Yeah. Full, full circle for sure. Dan Levin is also with us. And, and Dan, that first year, a teenager, he comes in and it's Bill Blair. And then Bill Blair gets fired. And then it's Flip Saunders. Is that when it started changing where Saunders was like, look, this kid has to start? Yeah, I mean, I think. KG obviously credits McHale for bringing him in and sort of uh, acting like a fatherly figure and making him comfortable in Minnesota. But I think Flip Saunders as the coach, he really brought the team together and, uh, you know, he made, he made KG a priority. Uh, I think at the time, Christian Leitner was sort of the team's big player, but KG soon assumed that role started starting and was off from there. And then, uh, Eric, when you started interviewing a lot of the big names that you have in this with, uh, you know, Iverson and Isaiah and uh, Rajon Rondo, you even talked to, to, to Snoop as well. Uh, for me, I just think about one of the most uh, athletic and uh, most effective power forwards of his generation, maybe all time. What, are, what did some of these guys who played against him have to say? Well, there's... there's there's two ways to look at these conversations. It's one, how they feel about him as a person. And then it's two, just how much they respected uh, his skill set and his talent. And, um, you know, if Kevin Garnett was playing uh, in this era where, you know, we've got everything on Instagram, everything on YouTube, everything at your fingertips, I think people would realize just how unbelievably gifted he was on both ends of the floor, but he was so team oriented that you didn't see that skill set all the time, but these guys would talk about it. And then you go back and you watch some of these old games and you go back and you look at, there's a, 
there's a YouTube video. It's like 18 minutes of highlights from his MVP season. This guy's bag was absolutely ridiculous offensively. And then you match that with being an all-time great defensive player and leader, and the things they had to say about him on the floor were, were, were incredible. And, uh, you know, just imagine if KG was playing today with today's rules, with those skills. And, uh, and you know, Dan and I have had this laugh, uh, along with some of our other uh, colleagues on this, when Kev talks about being summertime Kev, and that means he's out there playing like a guard, He's handling the ball. He's facing guys up. And we see traces of that through his career. But, again, he was so about the team and not playing iso ball. And um, I think that's a testament to him because at the end of the day, he could care less what his stat column looked like as long as there was a one in the win column. Got more questions for Eric Newman and Dan Levin. Anything is possible on uh, Showtime. Dan, what about the, the rumors that, he wanted to get traded to the Lakers and they were going to give him Lamar Odom and Andrew Bynum. But, you know, Kobe, he didn't like sharing the love with, with Shaq. And he certainly didn't want, I guess, KG to get the credit. And that was it true that KG reached out to him and Kobe didn't even talk to him? Well, that is the story that Kevin tells that he, you know, had a couple different options and obviously the Lakers was one of them and that he tried to call Kobe a couple times over that summer and supposedly Kobe was off with Nike in China and wouldn't pick up the phone and wouldn't take his call. So that is the story we've been told and it just adds to the grandeur of all of it and what could have been. But obviously those two as opponents, Boston Lakers, uh, was quite a duel for the NBA to have. And if you think about it, Eric, when because uh, Bill Burr likes to say that Kevin McHale gave KG to Boston for nothing, there are actually, I think, what, seven players, but in the long run it, it was for nothing. I mean, was there a little inside job there? Well, you are talking to a lifelong Celtics fan, so I think it was a very, very fair deal. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, at the time it was a different NBA, right? So at the time a post player like Al Jefferson – was a very, very good player, and the NBA was still putting the ball into the post uh, at a pretty high rate. So between an Al Jefferson, a role player like Ryan Gomes, a promising talent like Gerald Green, um, yeah, there was some home cooking there. But at the time, Minnesota had to make a move. They also got, um, you know, some salary relief, obviously. Um, But the key and... um, Kevin talks about this. Uh, we don't include this in the film. It's actually in his episode of um, of All the Smoke, which is, is part of what we're building over at Showtime as well. But he talks about the fact that Minnesota wanted Rondo. And when he saw Rondo on tape from his rookie year, he said, I will not accept this deal to the Celtics if Rondo is included in the package. So it ended up being Sebastian Telfair. And thank goodness he did that because obviously he saw what Rajon Rondo uh, did with Kevin Garnett and the rest of that group for their tenure there as Celtics. No doubt. And then Dan, he goes back uh, to Minnesota, and while he's there, he hits the 50,000-minute mark. I mean, just showing the uh, the longevity, the, the, the toughness that it takes. And, and it's, you know, it looks easy on TV, but it's not. And then you think about a paint player, just all the elbows and the sweat and, and uh, just the bruising it's pretty amazing that he was that much of an Iron Man. Yeah, I mean, what a career. And, you know, Kevin speaks to us about it in the end of the film. You know, after 2008, 
when your body starts to go, but your mind is still there and your, your competitive toughness wants to keep going, but sometimes your body can't keep up. So I think that's something that, that Kevin definitely struggled with at the end of his career. But the fact that he was able to go back to Minnesota to sort of book in his career, go back with Flip Saunders and sort of become a mentor uh, to the team, like people like, you know, who mentored him, Sam Mitchell, other veteran players who helped, you know, get his legs in the league. He did the same and could return the favor. So I think it's quite a storybook ending. And then, Eric, a lot of people who don't even know his career will know him from Uncut Gems, which is, of course, is a, a, a good movie, but very nerve-wracking and, and tough to watch, a lot of it. But it, it's based on him, his ring, how he's going to do. Uh, I'm sure Garnett had a blast making that, but how did that all come together? Yeah, so originally, you know, they were talking with uh, you know, the Shafty brothers who are hardcore New York Knicks fans. You know, they wanted Amare. And then there were rumors of Kobe. And then, you know, when Garnett was brought to their attention, they kind of shied away from it because Garnett and the Celtics were uh, owning the Knicks at that point, and they were the, the villains coming into the garden. But when they met Kevin and they got a sense of his personality, um, it was just a, a natural fit from the go. And, you know, Kevin talks about how, you know, at first he had a couple of pages, and they were so impressed with him on set the pages kept growing and growing and growing. And then he's doing these scenes with Sandler and just having a great time. He loved the process. And, you know, he's funny. He's, he was so obviously intense, passionate, confident on the floor, but he's so humble in many ways. And when he's asked about the role and he's complimented on it, he simply says, you know, I would have a hard time messing up playing myself in a movie. So, um, <laughs> it, it was, you know, I, Great watch for as far as I'm concerned. I actually got to, to take that in on the big screen, um, you know, with the cast of that film out in L.A. Uh, late 2019 before the pandemic. And um, yeah, it's a fun film. It's supposed to be stressful. It's supposed to be anxiety-ridden. Yeah. And um, the, the scene late in the film, I was talking about this with KG recently, the scene late in the film where him and Sandler are sitting there in the office towards the end, it's like, their scenes together kind of culminated in that moment. That's a really just well done scene. And you feel the connection there between both of them. And, uh, it, it, it's a compliment to Kevin. He's, he's very gifted. He's very talented, whether it's with creative, whether it's with his, his vision and knowing what he wants to put out into the world. And then obviously everything he created on the basketball court. No doubt. Yeah. We had the Safety brothers in the studio, uh, a couple of years ago. Last question for you. I'll throw it at you, Dan. I mean, this, this was a, a kind of a country boy, a religious kid growing up in the sticks. And then all of a sudden he's literally on the main streets of Chicago. What was that transition like for him? Yeah, I think, you know, I'm glad that we got to shine a light on his Chicago year in the film, you know, going to Farag Farragut, teaming up with Ronnie Fields, who was already a legend in the city at that point, his Wolf, his coach Wolf, I think Chicago really shaped him. It gave him the confidence uh, to be a big, powerful player. Of course, Wolf tried to bring out his character on the floor. So I think Chicago really, you know, really he grew up quick in Chicago, and it sort of gave him the confidence to be able to jump to the league. There they are, the co-directors, Eric Newman and Dan Levin. Make sure to check out Kevin Garnett, Anything is Possible, from Showtime Sports Releases and uh, on Showtime right now. Gentlemen, uh, congratulations on the uh, the movie, and uh, thanks for coming by. Thank you for having Appreciate me. it. All right. Thanks for having us. I, no doubt. I'm Rick Diddle. We'll take a quick break, and we got time if you want to jump in at 1-800-878-PLAY. 
listen up. Before the weather changes, get new windows in your home and save possibly hundreds on your energy bill. Call the window replacement hotline right now and take advantage of their special savings event. Get your leaky, drafty windows replaced with energy-efficient, beautiful, virtually maintenance-free windows at this year's rock-bottom prices. Our prices are so low, we don't want to scare the competition. The only way to hear about our window savings is to call. Yes, you must call our special toll-free number for the best window replacement prices in town. Get your new windows, patio doors, and more from the window replacement hotline. Get ready for the change in weather. Save on your energy bills. Call right now for tremendous prices on new windows and beautify your home. Call the window replacement hotline now. 800-685-2080. That's 800-685-2080. Do you own an annuity, either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-760-1845-800-760-1845-800-760-1845. That's 800-760-1845. Hello, you there in the car. Listen, if I was a cop, I'd pull you over and ask to see your insurance. Woo, I bet that would scare the heck out of you. (laughs) But seriously, I still want you to get your insurance papers out. Whoa, that's ridiculous. Look, we all have cars. That means insurance. But newsflash, you don't have to pay a fortune for it. What smart people all over the United States are doing is saving hundreds of dollars calling AIS insurance. Some of you could be saving up to $600 a year. Maybe with an extra 600 you can get your car washed, at least once a month. I mean, come on, look at it. Look, my job is to help you save money on your car insurance. So pick up the phone, call AIS Insurance right now, and get your car washed, please. 800-756-3744. 800-756-3744. That's 800-756-3744. You're so ugly, you could be a modern art masterpiece. I'm 33% sure Rick Tittle is the father of my child, but I'm 100% sure Rick Tittle is a jackass. You know, no joke, I was looking at uh, just Bay Area upcoming music shows, and there's not a lot. There's a band I just saw that's going to be here in January, a country band, Cattle Decapitation. That's the name of the band. (laughs) They were going to be 
cow dehoofment. They're called cattle decapitation. It just, it's so stupid. I, I, I don't know. <clears throat> it's a real ban. All right, this is a good story. Pittsburgh, someone who played, I, I rode a lot of long bus rides as a D2 player. And Pittsburgh State was traveling to take on Fort Hayes State on Saturday, and their bus broke down. What are they going to do? Aha, to the rescue, their long snapper, a guy who was an automotive technology major, Timmy Malinowski. That doesn't sound like a mechanic. I don't know what. But according to fourstagehomepage.com, I go there every day, um, the bus lost power. Malinowski quickly jumped to assist the problem, and he found out we're missing a hose clamp. So he had a Leatherman multi-tool in his backpack, and he attached it as the hose clamp, and they were back on the road. And the head coach, Brian Wright, said, you know, we got a lot of talented people here, not just on the football field, but a lot of great people that can do a lot of great things that are going to be very successful long after their experience here at Pitt State. I'm sure he said, you could mention me by name. And by the way, they went to Fort Hay State, and they won 34-24 to the last game of the season. And Malinowski said, I walked onto the bus after fixing it, and everyone was, like, screaming my name and stuff like that, mostly because I think they didn't want to have to take everyone off that bus and get them on another one because it would be pretty crammed. So I think that they were all pretty happy about that. You think so, Timmy? That's great. That's like the joke the comedian said. Someone was having, like, a heart attack on a Spirit Airlines, and they said, is there a doctor on the plane? And they go, this is Spirit. If you want a real estate uh, agent or a DJ, we can help you. But there ain't no doctor on Spirit. (laughs) All right. Thank you for that. And uh, we will uh, do a show tomorrow at 9 a.m., a little Jan Wall and all your favorites, next time on To The Lightning Sports. We don't have brain damage. (laughs) (laughs) Great way to end the show.